And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by. Nope. 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 And the <laughs> Red of Red Baron. Yeah. Solo flight across the Atlantic for you today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, uh, empty house. Yeah, um, I mean, a potential mass sighting. Potential. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard from him. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> it's pretty, uh, pretty quiet across the group chat. Yep. This is week two of three of No Machine Washable. <laughs> you know, I, I laugh to myself, and sometimes I get pissed, because it's like the group chat will be quiet, and then all of a sudden, it'll just explode. Yeah. And at the most inconvenient times, like last night... You're I, sleeping. Well, I was getting ready for it. We had to bathe Charlotte, and then I was going to bed. I step out of the room for one minute. 16 messages. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll catch up this. Come back. Another 11 messages. <laughs> You're like, well, it's just done at this point. Right. I'm just going to go to bed. And then, like, I read him like, in the morning, and it's like, oh, should I respond? It's like, the moment's passed, and no one's going to respond to my Meat Lovers is overrated text anyway. <laughs> like, it's just like, the moment's passed. Uh, that's what, like, I just randomly chimed in because the conversation was the uh, most overrated pizza topping, and it just was like pickles. Like, just to like, <laughs> throw something in the conversation. <laughs> right. Which I don't think that classifies because I don't, I don't, I think the only thing pizza I've ever seen pickles on is that, like, wooden tap, which. Is by no means a pickle thing. My dad got uh, pizzas at at Christos recently that had uh, pickles on it, and I was like, "You know who would hate this? Paul. Paul would absolutely hate this." But I ended up having it. It was like a cheeseburger pizza type thing, and it was decent. I was a little like, it's one of those things. Like you know, I do like pickles, but it's like each place is different. Like a McDonald's pickle is drastically different than when you get a Burger King than you get at Wooden Tap or whatever. And it's like you, you, you kind of you had this learned thing like, okay, I know at least I have an idea what this pickle is going to be like that. And then you had this pickle on the pizza and it's like, okay, I, I know what these other places are like and I know that I'm going to have a warm pickle here. And it's like, I don't know, it, it's, it's a tough thing what, to, like, to get through your head like, okay, hey, I'm about to have pickles on a pizza. It was, it, it, for people who like pickles, pickles on, it wasn't bad. It was what it was. Um, it, it was some type of cheeseburger type pizza. I, I don't really, I don't know if it was like their spin on like the Big Mac or whatever, but um, it was fine. It really did not did not leave a lot of interpretation. It's like okay, hey, this is gonna go. Hey, I love it, or hey, this sucks, and it was fine. But I've noticed too, like Christos in Wallingford, pretty good place, little little pricey. Um, it kind of definitely fringes that New Haven style um, pizza and like the whole thing is like oh it's not it's not burnt crust it's well done you know that's a, that's a whole separate debate um, but pretty good and I, the thing I like about them is that they'll kind of like have a pretty diversified menu like they'll okay hey we're going to try something random here and we got these meal deals and whatnot. so it, it's it's not just like you know hey we're a pizza place that only does this and we don't really ever step outside our comfort zone they they they're not afraid to kind of like hey let's let's do something wacky here. I think, um, along like with that, uh, like cheeseburger type pizza, they they've done like um, barbecue, you know, uh, pulled pork mac and cheese, which 
you know, kind of uncommon for a pizza place. And it, it was it was pretty good, considering, considering they probably don't have, like, a smoker and probably don't do a lot of barbecue in general. Um, I always laugh because uh, for pizza places, I think, like, uh, a friend, um, Logue the Big, he's been on the show a couple times, um, he, he always says... <laughs> If uh, if a, a pizza place has like a burger on the menu, it's not a good pizza place. And I th- I, I laugh because yeah, I think that that is kind of like accurate. But I think that's uh, diff- could be different for to be said about like if if you're kind of like a restaurant and like I think Christos though it's a pizza place, it's a it's a pizzeria, um, is slightly more upscale to kind of like fit that. Okay, hey, like we can. We can mess around with the the menu and do do something weird and have burgers on our menu and have odd things while being an Italian place. So, uh, shameless plug to Christos there. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe one day we could do a remote show there and see what their uh, beer selection is like. Um, so pickles on pizza, like, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I was talking to Christos though. I said that we if we're lucky we could do a we could do a show there one day. Do a, do a show you know, there, yeah. Man, that parking lot's awful, though. <laughs> That's the worst parking lot. Yeah, and I think if we were like had a setup in there, people would not be happy. That would take away at least like two tables. That like, yeah. And then people are like, like, what the hell? We get these guys out of here. <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy my thirty dollars pizza. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're here. We're um, here. Yeah, I, I rambled about pickles. I, I talked yeah. about the sorry, draft. I had to step away for a minute. No, Something no. personal. No, but, no worries. Um, did you do the beer reviews or beer uh, intros yet? Not yet. Starting lineups? Starting lineups, no. Just a two-man squad today. We're going to get outplayed, but we brought right. the big guns. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I'll, t- I'll uh, do you want to go first or want me to go first? You go first. In fact, I'm going to probably actually have you like do both. Do both. Okay. So we are drinking from the Riddler Collection, the uh, extended Riddler Collection. Yes. The uh, Bourbon County Brand Stout and the Bourbon County Barley Wine Ale. So... I have the Barley Wine Ale. Kendall has the Bourbon County Regular Brand Stout. Maybe we'll switch. I don't know. We'll let each, so each other yeah. can taste them. But the, uh, so the Bourbon Barrel uh, Brand Stout, this, these, are, these are some vintage bottles here. These go back. These were, this one was bottled at 13.8% in 2014. Were these the first ones you ever picked up? Meaning uh, in, the, in that, same, in that um, I don't think so. That first haul? No? No. I think 2013 was the first one. Yeah. It was the first, like, haul kind of thing. And then the Bourbon County uh, Barley Wine Ale was bottled at... The the labels have kind of faded on us a little bit. <laughs> and you know what? It's funny, too. We should take a picture because they look a lot different. Yeah. 11.7% bottled on September 24th, 2014. And then the brand was bottled on October 15th. And not that it's like a bad looking label. It just the ones now just seem very like regal and like they're a lot more vibrant and colorful. The other thing too is the bottles now. This was kind of towards the tail end of the uh, twelve ounce four packs, mm-hmm. um, and now they moved into the five hundred ml single serve bottles. So you know you have that. You kind of they kind of rebranded the whole way through. Um, the thing I like about the newer bottles, I like how they have the embossed. Kind of like glass on the front and yeah. then the label on the back. So like from the front, the only label is like a small th- label on the neck with a little flare out for the uh, specific type it is, and then it's you know kind of a look naked looking bottle till you turn it around. Yeah. 
but they also don't do the barley wine ale around here anymore. So, is that a totally regional? I mean, it'll come back at some point. I'm sure they'll put it into production. But the barley wine ale's got a, it's more unique and more. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word, but like more cr- heavily crafted. Okay, more room for error type of thing. So. They're not going to put it out nationwide if it's, you know, going to be lackluster in certain areas. Would you say, like, you know, we'll call it year to year, the recipe can be drastically different, like, in the way it comes out? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they use different bourbon barrels, first of all. So that's, like, a big thing. Weather plays a huge part of it. You know, they have a huge, you know, Rickett House in Chicago. But, you know, you know, like, I mean, I don't know what the, you know, everyday weather patterns or what they've been like for the past few years. But, like, you know, like... You know, we were in Connecticut and New England. You know, we had our hottest three-day stretch of the year was in, like, early April. <laughs> you know, it's been a relatively cool June, you know, um, and it was a relatively warm winter. You know, so that drastically changes, you know, the the seepage mm-hmm. and, and, you know, squeezing out of the barrels. So, yeah, it can it can be different. It could be uh, – the barley one has a much more gentle and delicate taste to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, – much more finite, so you'll see when you taste it. Yeah. Well, hey, let's get. We, we could do our well, toast. Below. Do you want to do your toast? What's your toast? Uh, my toast is just. This hasn't. This has happened before, but I just. I feel like it is worth mentioning. You know, kind of a shout out to MLB for not being complacent and doing like an international game across the water. They did it in London. I don't. I just feel like you know, MLB like there's a lot of rule changes like within the sport, but. They're a super rigid and traditional like fashion that they. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of a good thing for them to. I'm I'm glad that they've done it again. Yeah, I mean, I think personally, I think if the MLBs, you know, going well, here we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, my toast of excellence is simply because Kendall just refuses to do it after three weeks now. <laughs> it's to Ish Smith for winning the NBA championship with the Denver Nuggets. Listen, I just can't believe it. Hey, good for him. So, hey. Kendall, cheers, cheers to some nine year old beer. <laughs> Mm. Not a lot that you can do that with. Not a lot of beers you can do. I was going to say, like, <laughs> and like have it be that really good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yummy. Those sh- those could be dangerous. We should have waited one more year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's rebottle it. Yeah. Whatever's missing, just top it off with kettle. Yeah. Oh god. So back to the baseball thing. Um, no, I agree. I mean, I think baseball is a much more traditional sport. You know, I mean, a lot of people forget, you know, it's like over the past, we'll call it, what would you say? I mean, when, when did the shift from, you know, fo- baseball to football being like America's sport really take off? Like 80s? Because the product in the 80s for baseball was pretty poor. Um, I, I, There's a part of me that says like the 70s. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a, a kind of steel curtain. Yeah, time I, frame. I, and that's really the only reason. Like that, that, that Pittsburgh Steelers '70s team was the first kind of like, hey, oh, and the Cowboys. The Cowboys, give them their credit. Mm-hmm. Those were teams that were like, like really beloved, and you know they won a lot of championships. And that, that's just like a gut feeling that I feel like the '70s would be kind of like that that shift. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I feel like you know, in in the forties and in fifties, like baseball was was king. Yeah. Like you know, from from radio broadcasts, like I just feel like so much like uh, legendary stuff is touted around like the Yankees and like that. That yeah, I mean, you just I mean, and a lot of American culture. I mean, you know, the the forties, it was, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the the NFL taking you know leave of absence or anything like that for the right. war. I mean, but you know, there's a whole movie 
you know, like a fictional fiction movie dedicated to, you know, a women's baseball league because yeah. the men were fighting war and they the country needed baseball. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was But yeah, so that, I mean that transition, you know, took place. I mean, football's America's sport now. Um, you know, I know people like Kyle will beg to differ, but you know, it is what it is, you know. But uh yeah, baseball's just very rooted. Um I think if you're ever going to see baseball expand like that, it's going to expand south, mm-hmm. not across yeah, the pond. I agree. You know, I think you'll see international games and the problem is a lot of the, a lot of the countries, you know, south of the United States that baseball is so prevalent in, um, you know, have not so great socio standings, whether it be economic mm-hmm. or just regular, just living arrangements, whatever it is. But you know, like I, I don't know that you know the United States would want to, or the MLB would want to interact with like hosting a game in Cuba or the Dominican Republic, or Puerto Rico. Right. But, you know, that's where a lot of the players, you know, that's where a lot of the international pool for baseball comes from, is Latin America. You know? Yeah. So. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but as far as I saw, I mean, it was a pretty good turnout in, in London. It seemed like it was a pretty, you know... For? For the for the, the game over the weekend. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Cubs-Cardinals. Um, yeah, 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 on Sunday. Because wasn't the first one that they played? Wasn't it like Red Sox and somebody? Was it Red Sox Yankees? Um, see, now I'm not gonna remember. It might have been. I just remember it being a really high scoring game because they played on like a turf field, and it was like the ball was just ripping off of the infield yeah. at like a million miles an hour. And they already have more games. I think that the Mets and Phillies will play in London next year. I'm pretty sure it's. it's yeah, a, I mean, it's tough. I mean, the the problem is is that the European culture. I think it's a, it's a friendlier. Uh, friendlier governmental tie with the United States, you know, political aspect to it, money. Um, you know, I think people over there are just doing a little better, so people will go to games and whatnot. But you know, it is a shame because baseball really should go south. It shouldn't be going west. You know, it should be going to Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Cuba, mm-hmm. Mexico. Um, but you know, it's tough. I mean, the NFL does a game in Mexico, but the NFL is just also such a monstrous corporation. Right. You know, but like the NBA does, I think the NBA does games overseas too. I think. Um, For some reason, I feel like they did. I don't know why. I know there, I mean, I don't know if it was like exhibition, but there, there's been games in, in Japan. I've seen like videos of like Shaq in, in Japan. and Well, so there's a lot of promotional stuff in Japan and, and whatnot. But yeah, I think, la- I, think it, I think it was like, I think it was when Westbrook was on the Rockets, maybe. I could, I'm all mixed up. The time, like the NBA, I was looking at this poster about what the NBA looked like five years ago versus now, and it's like, fuck my brain up. <laughs> but, like, they did an exhibition thing, or I think like it was, like, the Thunder or the Rockets or something played, like, a, like a you know, t- like a league team over there type mm-hmm. of thing and, like, a scrimmage type of thing, and, like, two teams went over and stuff. But I don't know if they play regular season games over there. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, For some reason, I could be wrong, but I, I'm going to look it up. But I feel like I remember, like, the NBA season starting there. Hmm. Like, like the first game was, like, played there or something like that. It's too... Oh, okay, so let's see. So the Golden State Warriors and Washington Wizards played two preseason games there in Japan last year. Okay. Um... So that must be it. It looks like they played games in Mexico City and Paris. I thought they played in Paris. So, it's too bad. There's too much like money on the line and you know players and in, being invested in you know t- to afford 
more exhibition because I, I, that's one cool thing about like you know soccer or f- football is that like during a regular season they could just play a, a, f- a friendly match or, or yeah. whatever or something and it's that that will never occur with an American team just it just it just won't. no it'll, I mean you'll see oh, excuse me I mean you'll kind of see it happen with um uh what you call it like affiliate teams or like charity type events or something. but you'll never see like a fully competitive match and i mean even still though like when you look at international soccer you know there's a lot of friendly matches that go on like you know germany will play croatia or something like that mm-hmm. um or like sudan or whatever <laughs> and um you know when you look like a lot of the times you know like they they're not putting out their top guys in those matches type of thing you know but with with soccer, it's just so big, and it's so international. Yeah. And you figure, like, with, the thing with soccer, especially at a national level, unlike United States sports, is it's not just it, – you're not reading the same chapter over and over again. You know, it's like start here, play to here, compete for this, win this, rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. For you know international soccer, you know they play for the Euro every two years, every four years, and then the World Cup every four years. So it's every other year is a major tournament to compete in. But the rest of the year is playing games to prepare for that, figure out your squad, qualify, et cetera, et cetera. And and, and so it's and then there's there's a lot. I mean, you look at it. Uh, you look at like a like a German team, for example, like. Um, Bayern Munich, like they play in the German league, the Bundesliga, mm-hmm. so they're competing, you know, for that title. Then Germany has its own domestic tournament where all the teams in Germany, not all of them, but like a large amount of teams in Germany, play for across all the tiers of the leagues. Right, and so like you know, in theory, like a tier three team, Bundesliga three team, could win that tournament and win the the. German Cup, yeah, despite uh, them not being in, despite uh, not yeah. being in League One, um, and then on top of that, then you have the Champions League, which is a combination of all the European teams. So, like you know, uh, Paris Saint Germain, or like you know, I mean, it's a little, but like Paris Paris Saint Germain, the big team in France, and Manchester United, big team in England, mm-hmm. they're not going to play each other much, if at all, outside of Champions League matchups because they're in different countries, right? You know, Paris is, fo- you know, the Paris Saint Germain is focusing on the French League and the French Cup, you know, and then England's focusing on, or United's fo- focusing on. Whereas in, in America, we don't really have that. It's just the, the same 32 teams are fighting against the same 32 teams every year, and then it's clean slate, start over. Right. Um, that's, you know, and then like the other thing too is, is you're not in, in, in American sports culture, you're, it's weird. In American sports culture, you're a winner if you're the winner, but you're also a winner if you're the loser. You're rewarded with something if you're the worst. Mm-hmm. But in, like, England and, like, you know, the Premier League, if you're the worst team, you get sent down to the league below you. And I, I had no idea, but it wasn't until watching... Ted you know, Lasso. That I ever... Kn- a lot I of never... people never realized it until that. But, like, if you're the worst team, you get dropped down. You You get yeah. demoted. And then the best team from the other league gets promoted up into the league. So you and and you, you know we're talking about millions of dollars. Yeah, millions of dollars. Um, 
and it's like the Champions League. Like the amount of money you make just for qualifying for the Champions League is like astronomical. I forget what the number is, but it's huge. Just to qualify to play in it. Let alone if you win games. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, that that stuff is super interesting and it, it shows you what a what a shift in the way businesses run in sports, you know, between two countries. Um, yeah. Hey, since we're sort of on the topic, I have your trivia question. I have yours as well, actually. Oh, ah, look at that. Great minds. You want to go first? I do, if you All don't right. mind. So th- no, like, you want to read it first or be asked first? Oh, I'll be asked first. Okay. So this is according to... Uh, all right, well, let me ask you a question. Would you prefer metric or American units of measure? Well, you know what? We're in trouble for both. So let's go with the American one. Okay. <laughs> so this is according to... So I apologize if it's wrong... But this is a, this is according to this, according to the Wikipedia page. Hey, listen, it's a website. Yeah, according to the the uh, Wikipedia page, how long in feet? <laughs> hold on, hold on. How long in feet with a plus minus of two hundred and fifty? You're getting a lower plus minus because this is a question that I expected to know. How long in feet with a plus minus two hundred and fifty? Is the horseshoe curve in Pennsylvania? Oh my God, that is a good question. I'm now, so I know you traditionally don't like these types of questions, mm. but I figured the horseshue curve one was a fair curveball to throw at you. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I'm just so bad at stuff like this. All right, so we're talking from all right, from from point to point, like um, from we'll call it from left side to right. Yeah, I mean, like the length of the curve, not the width of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, so like whatever... Like going around the mountain. What we perceive as from where the curve begins. Yeah. Um, All right. I guess. Yeah, I mean, we're sort of talking the same thing. I'm going to go... I'm going to say 5,000... No, not even close. Not even close. I feel like, see, I feel like from, it's not, I feel like it's not a mile long. No. I so why did you start at 5,000? Because I was going to go like just, just under a mile. Under a mile. <laughs> I feel like it's not a mile long. So let me go about 50 feet short. Right. I, 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 I'll up you to a 500 plus minus, if that's fair. All right. I'm going to go with 2,000. Okay. 871. Price is right rules? Sure. Nah, we won't do that. Two thousand three hundred and seventy-five. Wow. And what did you say? Eight eight seventy-one. <laughs> hey, so you hit it. You you were, were four hundred and ninety-six. So that's that's a that's a vodka for me. Uh, well, listen, I I I was wrong. <laughs> Considering, I mean, I, I, we we've both been there, yeah. and and I know it looks like what it looks like. Yeah. It it seems so much bigger. Yeah. I don't I don't know why it just. It's it's a cool like. If we ever do another Pittsburgh trip, I don't want to go back there because I didn't I didn't realize you had to pay to get in, and that 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 part kind of blew. But like, there's a place like nearby, and for free, there's a sheets. That's actually the place I wanted off. Mm-hmm. It's really at that point only like five or six miles, and it would be worth just to go for an hour for me if we ever did like a Pittsburgh trip again. I know Kyle would hate it. 
so what if we what if what if we went on a Pittsburgh trip or something? What if like for the day, what if we just dropped you off there for the whole day and we went to like an Altoona curve game? Well, but, you see, I, that. but I want to do that too. No, you can't <laughs> have your cake and eat it too, man. <laughs> I mean, look, Kyle, we all know Kyle's a dick. He, <laughs> he's a dick. Love the guy, he's a dick. That time you went with Jeff to the, the Pirates game, it was you, me, yep. Jeff, and Kyle. Yep. Did you honestly have that bad of a time? I didn't have a bad time at all. And I, I mean, like, would I have been, like, do I feel like I would have missed something if I didn't go? No. Well. But I didn't have a bad time. I mean, it's here's the thing. I'm a person that can appreciate a, a certain marvel. You know, that... Rail economics alone is a is an industrial marvel, but the ability—I mean, like—and it's funny because like you, you, when you hear like the numbers, I don't know what the numbers are. I have to look them up, but like of what the like level—it's just so boring. But what the like increase incline is and whatever, mm-hmm. it's like oh, they're only going up that far, and it's like they're only going up that far, but you know they're going up that far carrying you know seven hundred tons, right? Of, yeah, yeah. of, of I don't even know if that's an accurate number, seven hundred tons, but like it's crazy weight. It's it's insane weight, and and you're going from not that fast. Like you're you're not approaching it. You know, a lot of people I think they just think of cars, like you know, like people in Connecticut, like coming out of the tunnel on the Merritt. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you come out of the tunnel, you start getting up to eighty five miles an hour, and then you rip up that big hill, and it's like okay, but imagine going up that hill in a pickup truck, towing twenty pickup trucks, <laughs> but you can't get over twenty miles an hour, and yeah. like you know what I mean? Like the truck would have to have insane insane mods to it to be able to do that yeah and on top of like if you end up going too fast or whatever because it, right you, you'll, you'll turn in on yourself it's like it's and then you'll die yeah all right so kind of do with the, the man am i gonna have to do two shots um maybe oh boy all right so the nfl has played a few games in london mm-hmm. as we mentioned Man, when you started saying NFL, I thought you were going to ask me how many games there have been in NFL history. And I'd be like, oh boy. <laughs> what a BS question. Could you imagine? It's like, how many minutes have there been in time? All right. How many games? That's easy. Infinite. <laughs> how many games has the NFL played in London within 10? In 10? I'm trying to think of when they would have started it. Because I think now we're up to what? Three games a year? Yeah, pretty much. Um, when it, it started, it was just one. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, like, I remember in our time of going to Pittsburgh games, which has been a few years removed now, we would usually on like the we would usually go up on Saturday, and then Sunday morning when we would go out to like breakfast before the game, the it would be on Yahoo. Somebody would usually always put it up on Yahoo in the room. Mm-hmm. I feel like the number is way bigger than I think it is. It's because you're right in the sense that it's been constant ever since we were, we'll call it high school. It's been constant, but we're talking. They've changed the amount of games over the years. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing. You, you you know, you're two years early on how you're two years off on when they switched from two to three, and that's a big, that's a six yeah. game swing right there. And truthfully, I, there's probably been games before that, you know, in maybe in like the early 2000s, even the 90s that that has happened. That's true. I never even thought of that. Um, but I don't. I don't know about that. I just know from our time watching. See, the problem is, I was. I'd be willing to guess right off the cusp and take the the risk reward. But when you gave me the plus minus of ten, it made me think I need to be thinking big, not big like two hundred big, but big like more than like thirty big. And 
it just doesn't seem right. <laughs> Saying like 40 doesn't seem right. But I feel like that's where I got to guess. I'm going to say 52. So the answer is 35. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but still, I mean, it's I can't name 35. I can't name 10 games that have happened in London. Well, like, Jacksonville, that's six. <laughs> Detroit, that's three. <laughs> Not counting any Jacksonville-Detroit games. Um, now, I'll, I'll give you... Here's, here's another well, one. Well, I know the Bears have played in London... Once. Recently? They played the Raiders not that long ago. A couple years. But I feel like they played somebody else recently. So, I, yeah, it's just more than you think. I really don't want to do this shot. Listen, uh, I'm owed one just for the hell of it. No, you no. just want to do one. I do. But you're, I, for not any more shots. Like the Vine, two shots of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a number that I'll have you guess. How many games were played in Mexico City? Regular season, all time. Mexico City? Yeah. Four. Yeah. Is it four? four? It's four. And what blows my mind is like... Because wasn't the first one Kansas City, um, St. Louis? Uh, I... Um, there's a part of me thinks it was Kansas City, like, Raiders a long time ago. Uh, like, maybe. Um, but, like, how could it be so uneven? Like, I, to me, it's so much easier to do a game in well, Mexico. I think it's kind of what we talked about with, like, the MLB thing. Like, I just think that the, uh, the socio status of Mexico versus England. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's true. So, no. Hey. To, cheers. To, to Holland. To Holland. <laughs> Man, that's like straight. I haven't done a shot of vodka in a yeah. long time. Just straight vodka. And there's some people that just drink it over ice. That just boggles my mind. And those people are psychopaths. <laughs> I was talking to somebody the other day about this. I think every single person on this planet that isn't a psycho has a psychopathic quality. Okay. I think that's fair. I think everybody has a an attribute, a thing they do, a quality, whatever you want to call it, that would scream psychopath to the average person. Now, I'm not saying every person is, you know, one thing away from stabbing somebody <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, what we've talked about, like, like your thing is, is like. You've been known to take lengthy car rides with nothing on the radio. Just silence. Yeah, yeah that's true. Did that's it today. The, that's a psychopathic thing to do. I, I did today. I, I delivered a cover for somebody, left the shop at 6.30, nothing on, came back at 12.30. I, I've, so I have forgotten what mine was until last night. <laughs> and I remembered what it is. So at Kyle's house, Kyle's parents' house, mm-hmm. And what was Kyle's room? He has the bathroom off of it. Yep. Now, you know, we all grew up hanging out at the house and whatever, and I even lived in that house for a little while. And I was there because I'm, you know, doing some staying, staying there for a little bit and whatnot. And so I'm staying in that room. So I go to take a shower last night. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing stuff there in the day, this, that, and the other thing. So it's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Now, it doesn't matter if it's one in the afternoon because the bathroom, the way it's built, has no windows. Right. So when you close the door, if there's no lights on, it's pitch black in there. <laughs> and I used to take pitch black showers. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would get in. I would get the water hot. like Not hot, but like right. lukewarm, like right. a comfortable temperature. And then I would hop in, and then I would reach out, and I would just shut the lights off. And I would just... <laughs> that is so weird. I, uh, <laughs> I, and I would just... Because 
I was de- I was describing because I told somebody about it today, and they were like, "That's disturbing." And I was like, "Look, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not even standing by it being a normal thing. The thing is, I desperately want the ability to meditate. Okay, to kind of just get like you know zoned out and like be one with like yourself, if that makes sense. Like, not not trying to be all like you know what hippy dippy or whatever, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that kind of idea. Now I do not have the patience or the self-control to sit still quietly and do nothing for an extended period of time. <laughs> I, I just do not, I can't do it. I'm a social person um, and I'm a busybody, and I just can't do it. <laughs> so I find that I can do that in the shower. Okay. But I need it to be dark for some reason. <laughs> now, all right, so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to like lay this out for the people listening. Now this so, is, it's a, it's a smaller bathroom. It's a um, it's a smaller bathroom, but a sizable shower. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a walk in. Just it's just a it's just a curtain. No, is it is it a glass or is it is it's a curtain? It, is no, it's a curtain. a curtain, but it's got like just a small lip. It's a walk in. Yep. Um, I don't know. Just a guess. You can't go arm to arm. You can't you can't touch wall to wall. No, but I mean, I would say it's probably five by four, like a five by four square. Half of this room, kind of half nah. of the, half of the studio. Maybe. They don't know yeah. what the studio looks like, so that doesn't help them. That's why I said 5x4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but our studio is 5x4. No, you're right. Um, so it's probably like, uh, maybe, maybe a little shorter, maybe like 4.5 feet by 3.5 feet. I mean, so that's a sizable shower. So, I mean, like, with the door closed, mm-hmm. you could probably achieve pretty darkness to the to the point that Can't ha- see my hand. hand in front of your face Can't isn't there. No. It's pitch uh, black in there. Yeah, that that is... It is pitch black. That is terrifying. No, I love it. I mean... And not it's it's not even like you know the unknown. It's it's not even about that. It's more just like okay, if I do something wrong, step funny, boom, what bleeding on the ground. You're in a shower. <laughs> if you step funny with the lights on, boom down to the ground. Well, it's true, but the, <laughs> at that point you can be like, okay, I'm a dit, so I'm a klutz, so whatever. Like in the darkest, okay, hey, I'm inviting myself into this this extra level of difficultness. I have enough confidence in my. You know, acute spatial awareness, spatial awareness, and like just basic athletic ability <laughs> and motor skills to just not fall because it's dark. <laughs> oh my god, that is so. The thing is, is like I was thinking about it. I take dark showers a lot, but the problem is, is the 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 living situation, the place I'm at now. There's a window in there, and there's street lights. And there's a spotlight on the house next door that shines down onto the lawn, but there's just enough light where if you turn off the lights at night and you're in the bathroom, it, you can still see what you're doing. It's dark, but you can still like right. see yeah. things and whatnot. So like, yeah, I don't know. Because I remember the first time I ever did it was because I had a really really bad headache. And just trying to like you know minimize. Yeah, I, I want I, like my I was having I had a migraine and I was like like heat exhaustion and. Uh, so I took a cold shower to cool down, but the lights were hurting, so I turned the lights off. And that was like 15 years ago. And every once in a while, I'll just take a pitch black shower. <laughs> Love it. Man. Yeah. That is very interesting to me. That's like a... That, that is what I was like, I, hmm. And it's, it's, Psychopathic it's, behavior. <laughs> it's not the shower. It's just like the water mixed with the dark. Because like, right. I used to love it because like, at 2 o'clock, when I was growing up, there was an apartment complex we lived in. At two o'clock, there were the there were lights in the pool the, the, for the apartment complex mm-hmm. because the pool was shaped kind of like a large like a capital P. 
Okay. So, like, the hump part of the P was where the stairs were, and it would get deeper and deeper and deeper. And then the straight line of it was, like, had Olympic swimming lines. Okay, I So gotcha. people wanted to do laps, plus there was, like, a deeper end for kids to jump in and whatever. <clears throat> and so there were lights along the pool underneath, like, in it. And at 2 o'clock, those would shut off. And they would come back on at 4. They would mm-hmm. only go off for, like, two hours. Because the building access, it was FOB-oriented. The FOBs were shut off, would shut off at 1 and they would turn back on at 5. Okay. So they turned on at 4 for whatever reason, and they would turn off at 2 in case people were still in there. But I remember, like, I used to... So, like, the fob work, but the thing is I used to just climb the fence. Um, but, yeah. I used to just, like, it, like pitch black, like, when there was, like, no moonlight out. <laughs> just, like, in like almost pitch black, just, like, get in the pool <laughs> and just, like, swim. <laughs> Which is really funny, too, because I, like... It's like a, a hazard. Like if the the, the complex, like kind of like they, they would freak out if you're like you're swimming yeah. after dark, especially. No, and I mean, there's a certain level. Like I'm not doing that in the ocean. I'm oh, not yeah. doing that in like a body of water where there's living animals. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not doing anything where like but it being in pitch black gives me the disadvantage. You know, anything that's gonna come get me while I'm in that pool is a person. Right. And it's like you know, I have just as good of night vision as them. Let's say I have night vision goggles. Yeah. <laughs> then, then I whip out the flashlight straight <laughs> in the face and shit. But that's yeah. my psychopathic tendency. I would like. I, it's, I I really wanted to talk about that tonight briefly, but uh, you know, they're not hey. here. So, just I'm trying to think. There are probably other things that we both do. Oh, I'm and, sure. And just like, don't even like think anything of it. No, just, just yeah, like strange behaviors. Well, I think one that like a lot of people possess is like the uh, when you have like a like a hangnail or like a sore on the inside of your mouth, like you bite your tongue or something mm-hmm. like that, and you keep nibbling at it. Oh my god! You know, you bite it almost like to kind of force the pain, like a very sadistic, like you know, sadist type thing. We're all just weird. People, yeah. people it's a weird. We're a weird creature. People, absolutely. Maybe it's just us. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. Kyle just and I shared a weird attribute for a while too. We would both randomly, like, we found it out because like I was just like, I was like, I was going. Like, like that, just making that, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I was like, I, every once in a while, I get this smell, and I can't, like, I can't. It, it doesn't make sense why I smell it. I knew exactly what the smell was, but it doesn't make sense why I smell it. But I do at random times: two in the morning, three in the afternoon in my car, whatever. And it still happens today. It's been happening for maybe I don't know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen years. I talked to my doctor about it just to make sure, you know. But he's like, right. "No, you're just weird." Um, but I said it to Kyle. I was like. I smell something, and I know that that smell is not in this room, but I can't shake it. And he just looks at me and goes, do you also smell maple syrup? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, dude, I just randomly smell maple syrup sometimes. I'm like, me too. <laughs> and like we were talking about it, and we are like, what the fuck is that? But like, there'll be just like a random time. Like It happened today. I was, just, I was in my car, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, sweet smell of maple syrup. That's really weird. For a few minutes, and it's gone. Huh. No idea. No idea. Not even eat maple syrup, especially because that that is such a unique smell that it's like the first few times I thought it was like oh maybe I'm just a filthy bastard and I didn't <laughs> wash my mustache properly <laughs> and there's syrup in it from a time or something and I, but like no I just smell it like, like natural and or artificial it's so unique that it's like yeah. you, you don't you you don't just like stumble on it like it's 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 almost like you have to intentionally get to it there's nothing. It, the only thing that smells like maple syrup is maple syrup. That's <laughs> right. it. You know, it's not like a, I'm smelling something kind of vanilla It's like, no, no, I'm smelling maple syrup. Yeah. It's maple syrup. It's like dog shit. Like, it's, it's, it's a smell. Right. Yeah, like, 
no matter what is in garbage, it smells like garbage. Right. Like, the, the, the ingredients. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> that sweet, disgusting smell. Gonna uh, put some ketchup on this uh, Burma County. I just, you know, man, I'm just like a, a fiend. Yeah. Fiend. Yeah. That's your psychopathic tendency. Yeah. Right there. I'm a, I'm a drunkard. No, it's not about that. But I do. I would like to see you try to drink ten Bourbon Counties. Oh. Just no, not like not in an hour, in like two. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, we went to like, Rebecca's co-workers. We were celebrating something, and someone brought. Oh, this would be fun. It's a pinata full of nips. And you know me, it's like, oh, that's like right up my alley. But just by the nature of what that is, the nips are all terrible. Oh yeah, they're all dollar and, nips. Right. Um, so we ended up doing what. This was actually a little bit unique. There was some kind of higher end stuff in there, but not 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 like not like super worth grabbing. And I'll explain in a second. So they wanted to do Yankee Swap. Now I know there's so hold on, hold on, sorry, sorry. Back up a second. An early summer birthday party. Yeah, for a thirty-ish year old person, perhaps older, mid thirties, <laughs> pinata full of nips. Yep. Whatever nip selection, mm-hmm. and then a Christmas style Yankee swap right. for the nips. So okay. let's, let's call it this way: there's there's twenty total nips mm-hmm. and nine participating adults. So all right, okay. so we, they doled out the numbers. Sounds like you got four nips and everybody else got two. So the thing, I I actually had the first pick. It was, oh. it was pretty cool. Now I went and I I saw the selection here. I had, I took the Jim Beam apple. I saw the selection here. There's a lot of a lot of kinky uh, pink and blues, a lot of smeared off lemonades. Yeah. It's like, all right, this is in my wheelhouse, and for the quality of stuff here, I'm just gonna go with this. Now there was there was two like Grand Marnier nips for whatever reason. I was like, all right, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just not taking this. My favorite thing on the planet <laughs> is that I, you you know I have a, I have a, a almost God fifteen year career in the liquor industry at this point at thirty years old. <laughs> I have seen my fair share of customers coming into the liquor stores and going, I'm building a pinata for so-and-so's 21st birthday. I want to fill it with nips or whatever. Right. And it's always the same thing. Let me get all the dollar vodkas, all the dollar bourbons, all the dollar rums. But I just have to spend $5 on <laughs> Grand Monnier right. and $5 on Di Sorono and five, And it's just like, Why? Just get the cheap amaretto. It's still sugar water, and then get the fucking nip of Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. So uh, everyone select selected, and okay, there's twenty nips, nine people selected. There's others. All right, let's go another round. Now mathematically, it doesn't work. Right. So there was there was two left over, or whatever, and then only one person did the the Yankee swap. <laughs> So please tell me they swap like kinky blue for kinky pink. It was something. It was like a, it was one of the many peanut butter oh whiskeys traded for something else, and I don't remember what it was. That's another soapbox I'd like to get out of the <laughs> liquor industry. Screwball, fuck you. Yeah, I hope you're never a sponsor, and if you are, <laughs> I will disband from the show. <laughs> Screwball started making double shots, but they're in cans. Ew, pull tab cans. Remember that little hundred ml like rock and rye you got? Yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. what they're in. But the rest of their lineup is bottles. That's stupid. It's so dumb. <laughs> so after everyone, you know, failed to really do a Yankee swap, I, I basically I said a lot. Like, so we basically did a draft because that, that's what it was. Yeah. And then um, I got to witness, you know, eight other adults not make it through any of their nips. 
Hilarious. And it made me so angry. So what did it, you end up with? Jim Beam Apple and? So Jim Beam Apple, and then I also took... Um, a Grand Monnier. No. Oh, my God. What did I take with my second pick? Oh, so I took a Smirnoff Watermelon. Oof. Because I just figured, out right, if I'm going to take a vodka here, I'm going to take a, quote, brand that matters. And I ended up trading that after the fact to someone for... Um, a Jose Cuervo, but it was like after he took like a sip of. So it was like, and I was like, ah, I don't want to show these people that I would drink it after like his mouth has been on it. But it's like, so I, I let it go. I'd and like it, to give a quick PSA to you. <laughs> By true definition of the volume of what a nip, an airplane bottle, a mini, a, a, a shooter, whatever your region calls them, the definition of a sip of a 50 ml bottle of liquor is. The whole thing. Yeah. It's the whole thing. It's 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 literally like it, it's a shot and then like fifteen milliliters. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well speaking of Yankee swap here. And it's it's no secret. Like barley wine for brand stout. I I, I am a drinker. Mm-hmm. I am basically I am a you put it in front of me, I'm gonna have it for the most part. Yeah. So I witnessed a bunch of people who are perhaps not big drinkers, but not be able to get through the volume. And like, yeah, those nips suck. A lot of those, like, although those those kinky vodkas, all, all those, like, they're terrible. They're bad. But for what this was, was supposed to be a fun. Hey, let's all do a nip. Let's get a little. Let's get a little buzz at this this, this party or whatever. And to watch all these people not be able to do it, it just infuriated me to no end. You know. I ended up with both of Rebecca's because she took a sip of it and just couldn't couldn't handle. She she took a um, she may have took one of the, the she took a, like a blue raspberry Smirnoff, lem, blue raspberry lemonade and one of maybe the the, the pink kinky maybe. So I, I ended up with both those after she took one sip of each, and then I I took another nip off the table. So I I ended up basically having four, um, but I just I. And you know me with like waste. I saw a table full of like p- people who took a mouthful because they couldn't just do a nip. And if that ever happens to me, shoot me. Just, just strike me down. I just don't get it. I just don't uh, get it. And then uh, that's why I was, I was texting you. That's when I got the. I had the opportunity to have some some scotch, quote, scotch over at that party. So that was a silver lining. I think. I'll chalk it up to like forty percent of the population that it, the forty percent of the people that do drink a nip like that. I'll chalk it up to, like, maybe like they're just doing it wrong because I've seen people like wrap their mouth around the nip <laughs> and like put it back, and it's like like it's not a water bottle. Like you're not going to be able to create enough suction to implode the bottle. Like right. you would on a water, like you know, if you drink a water bottle and chug it fast enough, you suck the air out of it and mm. it shrinks. You're not doing that with a nip, a plastic nip. There's no shot. It's yeah. too, it's too rigid and small. There's no shot. You're doing that. So that that you know can create a problem. I think the, another thing too is I think a lot of people they like they put it in their mouth, but like they, instead of like you know dumping it to like the kind of the back of their mouth. Because if you, here's the thing, you're doing a shot like from a nip. You're not trying to taste it. You're just yeah. drinking it. It, the goal is intoxication when you're right. drinking a nip like that. More often than not, it's not a high quality product. That's not always the case, but most of the time, right? It is. And like, th- th- there's 
as stupid as it sounds, it's an art form. You uncap it, and you kind of you hold it like just above your mouth, and it, you, like I said, you send it to like the back of your mouth, and then you just one shot, boom. Yeah. It, people are just know. overthinking it, uh, <laughs> but man, did that! Uh, it just like infuriated me. Well, it's people like your wife. Like it infuriates me that like you could chug a twelve ounce beer faster than she could do a nip. Yeah, and that is. And I even said it because I, there was a part of me in the back of my head that knew that it was going to kind of go that way. And I said it to the people, like, hey, looking at your, your stuff you pick here, if there's anything you know you don't want, let's switch because I don't care. Right. And in my mind, it's like, oh, this is kind of a, a nice thing I'm doing. But in hindsight, it's not that charming to yeah. be 30 years old. <laughs> like, you know, I'll drink your garbage water. Hey, let me have that. <laughs> You can't hold it? Well, I sure can. <laughs> I can hold mine and yours. Yeah. Oh. yeah. But at the same time, it's not that charming to be in your 30s and have a pinata nip. Nip pinata. It's not, it's not a charming thing either. Yeah. And, you know, as I think back now, I don't even know how they got this done. The pinata was half nips, half candy. Well, so, just strange. Well, you just loaded it half full and finished it off. But I thought they bought it that way. No. No, well, so the, so the kids did the piñata, so we had to <laughs> wait. Like I, children, yeah. wait, so there's children at this party. <laughs> so, yeah. so I saw them after the piñata's done because the kids just they grab everything on the ground. So they're, they're trying to get the bottles out of the kids' hands and whatnot. Make sure they make sure. Oh, do we have twenty bottles here? It's, Why would you not just do two fucking piñatas? Like at that point, like what are you gaining by it's just it's it's just so ridiculous uh, to think in hindsight. There are so many people. That think this is going to be great without thinking about what comes after the thing happens. Right. You know, if I light this firework off, it's going to be <coughs> great. And it's like, yeah, but you're doing it in your living room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, those videos are just absurd. Like it's, it's yeah. like the, the all the stuff like bar stools posting and, and meme pages. Oh, I guess I'm yawning today. Hey, busy day. I wonder, is the oxygen to the brain thing real? Is that real? That's something somebody thing told me. I heard me. once, and I can always just, you know. That, that's, that's what I do. I'll, I'll lean on that just because somebody told me. No. So, I think we'll save the sports stuff for when we have a bigger group, unless you want to do yeah. any of the all-decade worse. No, I mean, I, I kind of wanted that, you know. <laughs> I kind of want to touch on what this GSCB jump, the GSWD gentleman thing is, though. Okay, we could we could do a little. Is it something that we can do the two of us? Yeah, it absolutely it absolutely can. All right, all right. So I was just curious because I was reading the description that you put in the little chat. I thought it was interesting. I'd like to see. So basically, I tried to combine roofies. What... <laughs> I'm bringing roofies. <laughs> Some things that we kind of just do in day to day life, whether it's kind of like that the ethically right thing to do, or just like you know the the chivalrous thing to do, and see of these things, you know whether you deem them. Right or wrong, you know that that's a totally up to interpretation. But how many things that I, you know, put down that you actually do, and we want to keep track of the points. Okay, so it's like one of those like Facebook things where it's like, uh, how many years jail time are you going to do? And it's like kind of like quote unquote like naughty things, and you put a check next to it. So it's like drank before you were twenty one. It's kind of like sex that, yeah. before marriage. You know, it's like things that are like kind of yeah. cliche or. Or uh, faux pas, yeah. fox paws. And the the idea I was going to do, because we all know each other pretty well, um, 
was be the type of thing that okay, you know, you it's it's kind of bu- building on their honor system, but at any point, like oh, call people out exactly. Yeah. And if somebody Let's else test run this bad boy, if somebody can corroborate that. Oh, you actually don't do that. Excuse me. Then you lose the point, and so on and so oh, forth. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, this is definitely something that we can do. And th- th- this right now, the list because I wasn't exactly sure how it would play out. So I kind of made it a short list, and then I kind of left it up so. If people wanted to jump in with a scenario, so I think this is a good thing because we can. What we can do too is we can always kind of play this off. I mean, we're riffing on the show for it, but like right. we can kind of test it, and then the next time we have the guys on, right? We, we have can the... do it, and I can just be like mediator, like I can be accuser. <laughs> I can be like liar. Yeah. I'd so like the the first one I had here um, was like kind of we'll call it date activity. Okay. So this was an opportunity for. Like four total points. All right. So you're going out with your, you know, a woman, significant other, whoever. Yeah. Um, do you hold the door for her? Do you hold the car door, getting like in and out? Get the chair and put on her coat. Now, any of these things that you might do more than fifty percent of the time, you know, we have four total points that you can get. Hold the door open and the chair. The other two never. So and, and and the reason for it is I would get the door, but I think in today's day and age, I think the I, I think that the uh, the chivalrous and gentlemanness of the man hasn't so much dissipated as more of the uh, the movement of the independence of a strong woman. Okay. If that makes sense. I, and I'm not shitting on the women, that's not by any stretch. Do you, you girls, you do you, you know? Hey, yeah. you fought for a lot of stuff, keep going. Do what you gotta right. do. But I just don't think for our generation, we'll call it ages 21 to 35, I don't think there's a lot of women that are going to sit in the car, like when the car gets put in park and they and see wait. the guy open the door, aren't just going to open their door. Right. And if you, like, and I feel like there's just like a certain level thing where it's like, oh, no, 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 I'll get that for you. And then like run around the car. It's just weird. It's weird. The coat thing is the same type of deal. Now, I will do the coat thing. I've done the coat thing. If you're taking them to a place or you're going to a place that has a check coat. But if it's like a place where you're putting the coat like on the back of your chair or something like that, when the date's over and you're getting up, the first move is to gra- they grab the coat. Right. And so it's like I'm not going to yank the coat from their hands. Like, oh, let me. Yeah. yeah. It's I don't know. So the, the chair thing I, I do as often as possible, I always hold the door. I always let them go mm-hmm. first. It's a great opportunity to look at the butt. Bingo. Always a great opportunity to look at the butt. I, sh- I, I do the most gentlemanly thing for the most pig reason. <laughs> so it's so funny. that I, mean, I, I think I'd, you said you, hypothetically you'd be down for two points there. I think I would be down for three. Um, the car thing, I totally agree with. This, you just, there's not enough time, and it's just, you know, it's just how it is. Uh, I hold the door. I do the chair thing, and I do the coat thing. Now, I took, while I was making this list, I took a pretty hard look at myself. <laughs> and... I do those things. I guess I do want to, you know, do it for you know, you know, Rebecca or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also just want to impress the people around me, like for the people working at the restaurant. Peacocking, exactly. And you you want people in that restaurant to know, <laughs> and it's not, and that's the this is the best thing about being a man. I've tried to explain this to so many women, especially significant others. Men do not. When they're in a relationship with a woman, if they're truly like like a, a real man that's in a relationship with a woman and with her, with his woman, they are not trying 
by any stretch to impress other women. They're not out with their girlfriend, fiance, wife, doing these things to show other women, like, oh, look at me. Like, you know, look what you could have kind of thing. But that's where women say go. Because women are so against other women. We're doing it because any opportunity to go, yeah, I'm, I'm him. Yeah. I'm the alpha. <laughs> that's what, it's for the men. Yeah, it's sitting there while, while it's sitting there while the, the, the your girl is saying she wants dessert and you're going, ah, I don't know if we need that. And you're sitting there going like, yeah, she'll have all of it. Yeah, it's just it's something alpha y about it. Yeah, and uh, I was laughing when somebody's like, yeah, I mean, women, I I for sure do that. <laughs> women don't realize that men like subconsciously or not give themselves hard ons. From like how manly they can be, they do. Like maybe not like legitimate hard ons, but like theoretical ones. It's just right. like you know, it's just like, like yeah, like like it's, you know, like working on a car, fucking chopping down a tree, just some yep. manly shit, some rudimentary ritual, fucking back to your roots type thing. And it's like yeah, I fucking did that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and <laughs> the way I kind of pose that one would be. More than fifty percent of the time, you say there's just certain things like you go to McDonald's. What it just it, it's just it's a and you eat inside. It's just a different dynamic. Oh no, right, right. It I think it's a sit down restaurant. Sit, yeah, sit, like sit down restaurant where sit down restaurant where the bill is going to be seventy five dollars for just two dinners. Yeah, that's fair. Not counting like drinks and shit. Right. Like it's got to be a nice restaurant. You know, because even like Chili's. Like I mean, I get the chair at Chili's. Don't get me wrong. I get the chair at Chili's. But, like, you're also going to sit in a booth a lot. Yeah. And right. what are you going to do? Pull the booth out? <laughs> right. You're going to stand there and usher them into the booth? Here yeah. you are, ma'am. I would say two. I, the coat thing, I don't think I do as often. Um, I think I just get... I, I, I wouldn't say I think about it, but I also probably get beat to the punch subconsciously anyway. Well, you know, in kind of to what you're saying, I'll be trying to, like, get the coat for her, and she doesn't, like, realize it, and she thinks that I'm, like, Messing, handing it to her. or just messing with her, and, like, yeah. and she's like fighting. Like, listen, I'm trying to put the coat on you. Yeah, right. <laughs> but then like, it loses all chivalry when you. Yeah, right. The, the the thing is, the thing with like a lot of men, you know, like myself specifically, being a bigger guy, is a lot of times too. It work. The coat thing does work out more often than than you really think, because there's a lot of times like like you know, April, if we go out to eat, you know, I'm not wearing a coat. Right, but she is, so it's kind of a, you can kind of quick draw to the one coat. But if you got to put your own coat on, or grab your own coat, it slows the process. It's when you have a coat and she has a coat, it's very similar to the car door situation. You got to kind of take care of your situation before you can right. take care of hers. It's hey, like, listen, you put your own mask on before you help the the child. You know, right, the yeah. crashing plane. Maybe the move in the car is you just you just lunge across them in the car, <laughs> right across the passenger. And here's the other thing too. This is the other thing is from a date dating standpoint, from a stereotypical dating standpoint, the car door thing is different. But you're a married man. The relationship I'm in might as well be marriage. We're not legally married, but it might as well be. There's also a lot of times where like I just don't drive to dinner. Absolutely, I drive all day. I log 5,000 miles a month in my car. You drive all day. I mean, you fucking drive to New York and back, like upstate New York and back, almost every day. The last thing I want to do is drive to dinner. Yeah, that, that's 100% right. I'm not getting out as a passenger and letting the driver up. That's just weird. <laughs> Who does that? That's pretty funny. Could you imagine this that? Is like, I mean, fuck. <laughs> all right. All right, next one here. I'll take two on that one. 
All right. Um, returning the shopping cart to the corral. 100%. 100%. 100%. Um, I, I, I do that all the time, no matter. But I, I park pretty far away because I just don't want to deal with people. I'll make the long walk. And you know the, the, the Total Wine parking lot in Milford shares the shop, right? Yep. I'll park kind of like in no man's land. Mm-hmm. I'll walk all the way in, do my thing, walk all my groceries out, and I'll walk to the, the place and, the, and yeah. return it. You mean like the corral thing? The little, yeah, the little. The car- little oh, yeah. So yeah, 100%. Always. And, 100%. And I don't know why I take such exception because, like, I feel like the cart people, the collectors, maybe they don't care. Maybe they don't care. But I care for some reason. Well, the thing, I, too, is, like, it's like, it, there, you know, like, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of ignorant people. It's like, oh, well, I'm just going to leave the cart because it, it's their job to come get It's like, no, it's their job to come get the carts from the cart corral place. Right. That's their job. Right. It's, it's, it's like, it's their job to stock the shelves, but it's not their job to do it in an orderly fashion. What if it was the reverse? Like, Oh, hey, what do you what do you mean? Why are you bitching? The fucking Zatarain's rice is fully <laughs> stocked. It's not my fault. It's in between fucking cabbage and ice cream. Yeah. Like fucking find it. Right. And it's like for me it's it's not that hard. No. You are you're walking. In most places it's convenient enough. Right. I mean like and I guess in in some place like it wouldn't hurt to have maybe another set somewhere rather than if they just have two yeah. or whatever depending on how big the parking lot is. I think I mean like the there's the curb people that park it up on the curb kind of thing. But I think the place in the shopping centers where you're most likely to see the the quote unquote cart abandoners are the people that are parked perfectly in between the cart corral and the store. Because they don't want to walk it back to the store, but they don't want to walk past their car to the cart crowd, right. so they just leave it. Yeah, those are. The, I think that's where the most cart damage is done. Because somebody who's like you said, like walking, you know, we'll call it, you know, twelve hundred feet to their car, isn't going to mind walking an extra fifty-five feet to the cart crowd. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. like. And honestly, I'll, I'll go a step further. 95% of the time, I'll do everything I can to leave the cart in the store yeah, and carry everything out. That's a good call, too. Yeah. I mean, at, at that point, you know, it's like. Now, where do you stand on this? Let me ask you a question here. Yeah. So you're leaving ShopRite. You take the cart out of the store. You're on the sidewalk in front of the store. And you realize, I can lift everything out of this. But you leave the shopping cart on the sidewalk. Not at, not not back in the store where the carts go, mm-hmm. but you're like on the sidewalk. Would you consider that like a, a, a cart dumper? Uh, I would. And okay. I only say that because it's kind of, it's not like in the way, but it's still like a no man's land. Yeah. It's okay. like it doesn't have a home no, either fair, way. Um, but there's been times that I've had like people like, they kind of see me finishing up and they ask for my cart. Yeah. Hey, you just give it to them. Why oh, not? I say no. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's my cart. I'm not done with it. <laughs> hey, that's my cart till I put it back in the corral. My, Who like, are you to ask me for my cart? I like that. I like you standing by Who your guns. Who are you? <laughs> Especially when it's the short carts. Oh, the, the, the half the, carts. Yep, the two tier. Fuck those. Those are so hard to find. Any store you go to, hard to find. Fuck that. I worked hard for this. I'm gonna enjoy every minute of it. I have. <laughs> that is a weird cart. That is a, love like it. A, that's like, my favorite cart. And it's only like, like it oh. forces you to not buy like crazy. That's true. That's true, and there's only like there's certain places that have them, but it's not their whole fleet, right? It's like uh, like it's a minimalist hey, amount of carts, yeah, because they get stolen a lot. They're smaller; they fit in more cars. Yeah, it's like, hey, we have our fleet of shopping carts. These are thirty five percent of yeah. them. Yeah, like the shopper in Wallingford, they don't do baskets anymore. Really? Nah, because during COVID, everyone stole them. <laughs> they just don't replace them. <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, because when you're going in for four or five things, yeah, it's uh, too much to carry. 
and you can't get one of the small carts, you feel like an asshole pushing around a big cart just to put a loaf of bread, a jar, a Nutella, yeah. a thing of cheese, you know, a package of chicken, and like a bag of dog food. It's right. like that's too much to carry. Yeah. But I don't need this big fucking cart for it. I tell you what, though. Sorry, I don't mean to keep going. No, no, no. Up. More than the cart abandoners, you know who the worst people are? The internal cart abandoners. Those people can suck a fucking fat cock. Those people deserve to get kicked in the shin by six-year-olds. Are you talking like the people that they have a, a loaded grocery cart and they kind of just leave it? No, no, or... no, no, no. Th- I mean, those people deserve a different level of <laughs> I'm talking about people that take a shopping cart in, they can't find what they want, or they decide they don't need something or whatever, and they only need one or two things, so they leave the cart in the aisle empty, take their two things to the register and leave. I've seen Fuck that. those people. I've seen that. Fuck yeah, them. yeah, yeah. They deserve a nine iron to the shins. Yeah, like now... It's just a problem because anyone else in the store is not thinking about that cart because that's not where the carts go. Right. It's just like you know until someone finally catches wise or whatever. Yeah. That that's that's irritating. Yeah. The the people who leave the carts, it's all it it, it might be worse because then people people ignore it longer because they think someone probably just ran to another aisle to get something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's out of sight, out of mind. And also, quick another PSA, but like similar to the nip one thing. If you're a person that decides halfway through your shopping session that you no longer need produce or frozen food, don't leave it on a fucking shelf. I, I hate that. Don't leave it on a shelf. You're wasting food. Like, yeah. it, it's one thing to go home. Like, here's the thing. Like, Kendall is a big hate waste guy. But, like, it's one thing. You go home, you know, you make a, I don't know, you go home and you, you make two tombstone peaches for you and the family. And there's four slices left that go in the fridge and get thrown out. Like, yeah, it's food waste. It is what it is. But it, it wasn't, like, an intentional, malicious thing. But if, if you go to the, if you're going into the produce section and, and, and you're grabbing heads of lettuce mm-hmm. and then you're deciding that you, oh, shit, I don't need these. I got these two days ago. And you're leaving them on the fucking Coke rack. Like, right. You're you're doing one of two things. You're either wasting the food or you're leaving it up to the possibility that someone might catch it in time, but it could still get like diseased, like yeah. bacteria, whatever. I don't mean disease, but you know what I mean? Like just not good for yeah. people. I, I and wash to... your produce, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. It's just what the fuck? What's the point? But I have to think, especially if a worker's seeing this stuff on a shelf like a produce, they're they're gonna assume it's been there for hours and they're just gonna chuck it. Like, yeah, I mean produce and fr- like frozen food may or pro- produce might be a little different because it's not frozen; it's just cold. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't have a chill on it, it's probably trash. But if it still has a That's chill, fair. but like frozen food, like it's still if it's it could still be cold but not frozen, right? Like ice cream, and like what do you do with ice cream? I mean, ice cream is a little different, I guess, because you can squeeze it. But like like a frozen Stouffer's mac and cheese, you know? Yeah. I mean, the box is still going to be damp, and the it's going to maintain its shape for because the of the plastic part. container. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway. Go on, next. Um, all right, Don't be that dick, though. All righty. Um, hold the door for a stranger. Now, all the time. It's funny, because like, we live in the, the world of the automatic door, like, in, like, like going to a CVS, so like that, that mm-hmm. scenario no longer exists. But like going in at a restaurant, or I mean, you, you're in at a, like, like a stores all day. You know what I mean? Always you know, hold yeah. the door. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I'm also that way. I'm also... I've also very quickly adapted the uh, five-paw length method, so... Please elaborate. So basically, when someone's a distance away, I very quickly imagine five of me laying down from me to them. If it's more than five <laughs> of me, I don't hold the door for them, because then it's the awkward distance. Right. That's the awkward buffer. Anybody who holds a door will tell you there's the awkward buffer. So I very quickly just try to guesstimate five of me from the, to me, laying down head to toe from me to them. If I think they're more than that away, I, I don't hold the door, but I also don't look back, because then it's like, uh, you know, it's like waving after cutting somebody off. Yeah. I hate it. Um. And then if they're less, I, I do the thing. I also have different methods, too. Okay. So if they're within two paw lengths of me, 
I hold. <laughs> we need a flow chart. Yeah. <laughs> if they're within two paw lengths of me, I will hold the door back up to let them walk in front of me mm-hmm. and then walk in. If they're three, four paw or five paw lengths away, type of thing, I'm not going to sit there and hold the door open like a doorman because I'm not working for them. I'm just doing them a solid. Right. So then what I do is that's when I walk in the door. And hold it from the inside, pushing like it, it with the hand. I like it. To let them know, like, hey, I'm going in here, so don't fucking dilly-dally. Yeah. I, you know, I'm doing this to be courteous, but at the same time, like, this is not a time to stop and tie your shoe or start looking at your text messages or whatever. Like, someone's doing a nice thing for you. Hurry up. Yeah. I'm kind but of on the flip side, sorry to kick No, 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 no. On the please. flip side, I don't think there's a worse feeling on the planet than when you hold the door for someone and their immediate instinct is like, I have to run to get to the door. And it's like, that's not why I did it. Right. Like, I wouldn't hold the door for you if I wanted you to rush. If I wasn't going to rush, I'm not holding the door for you. Yeah. I had it as today. I was doing a delivery in Middlebury. No. Danbury? Nope. Watertown. Watertown. Um, I held the door for someone for an incredibly long time. Now, part of the reason was I was trying to do the right thing. Other part was I was trying to get like some directions because I didn't know where I was going. Mm. But it was probably so the for you for me door hold. Yeah. Yes, this was this was kind of that's an important door hold. Door hold. But no exaggeration, this was like thirty five paw lengths. Distance. Oh wow! I waited a very long time, and this person did not do the little run. I, I realized, and I don't know if they didn't realize I was waiting or they just thought I was going to give yeah. up. Or... So I mean, I know you were looking for directions out of things, so there was kind of like a thing for you in it type of thing. But that is a kind of like just absolute just atrocity of amount of length of me to hold the door for. It, it was a very long time. And I to boot that the real icing in the cake was I was already waiting a long time. I rang a buzzer to like to talk to someone. They said they were going to, you know, send someone to me like 10 minutes elapsed. So I've already I've already put in like 10 plus minutes at this locale. Like it, it was a real a real kick in the pants the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a kind of a, a door holder. Oh yeah, all I'm the a time. door holder. Um, helping someone if they drop something, like the thing you see in the movies. You know, someone's got their their groceries and uh, or, or the, the the purse and it all crashes all over the ground. Uh, I mean, yes, within a certain vicinity. Okay. Like if I'm uh, I'm in the parking lot. Loading my groceries and someone's fifteen car length, fifteen parking spots away, and they drop something. Like, so hold on. So, what do you mean by drop something? Like, like, uh, do you mean drop something? Like, they're like, they're doing something and they drop something, and they're, they're they know they dropped it, or they don't know they dropped it. That they they do drop it. It's they thing, know they dropped it. Kind of like the thing in the movie when the girl like the purse kind of like explodes on the ground. Oh, okay. So they yeah. know they dropped it. Okay. Yeah. So in that situation, yeah, I feel like fifteen parking spots away. Like, I'm not gonna go over there. That's like too far. I feel like that's like kind of like a, you got this, you know. But like if I'm in like the grocery store, like going down the aisle, and like someone like drops a can off the mm-hmm. shelf while they're trying to get another can or something like that, like I'll try to pick it up, or, or, or I'll at least stop and go, you know, and, and like do the the bend knees, like bent the knees to make it look like I'm going <laughs> right, right, right. Like because like you know sometimes people just they go they're immediate they have quick reactions, right. And so it's like you know you make it kind of seem like like oh like you know whatever type of thing. But I mean I would say I'd, I would do that more than not. Yeah, I mean, I, there has to be like some sort of statute of limitations in the sense, like exactly what you're talking about. Like, all right, if I'm two tenths of a mile away, like I mean, but if something's happening like right in front of me, at the then and there, I'm always yeah. gonna jump in, and, and even even if it's kind of like the the we're not call it the fake, is that's not what I mean. But like you said, you squat down to like to just give the impression, like, hey, I would help you, but you appear to have right. it under control. I will. 
always do that. Or like if they if they kind of like immediately get to it, if it's like a multiple item drop type of thing, I'll kind of do the like, hey, you need a hand kind of thing. Right, and I think that counts, you know, yeah. give, given the offer. Because like if it's a stranger, you're kneeling down to get in the personal space. It's kind of a little awkward, you know. People, right. are, especially in today's day and age, you never know what people are out to do. Yeah, people get kind of very defensive yeah. about things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> defensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. My bad. Uh, uh, this one I thought was kind of interesting. Um, because truth be told, I don't think I would ever start this. Right. But I've participated pretty much every time. The wave. I, no, no, no. <laughs> kind of like it, though. Um, I, I Actually, I, I've done this every single time it's happened to me. Uh, pay it forward, like at the drive-thru. Or, am I saying it right? Paying it backwards? Yeah, I would never start it, but I've done it. I've yeah. participated in it. I yeah. would never start one, though. Yeah, I, I don't know how those start. They just, you just Someone you, just does it. Right? You just kind of... Someone just goes, I got what to... There's a, you know, there's that, the meme going around, the uh, I didn't fucking do shit guy. That guy? Oh, I, I can't believe I don't know this. Oh. Hold on. I didn't fucking do shit. <laughs> I'm pretty up to date on my memes. I, I can't believe I don't know this. Yeah, you know it. Once I show you the guy, you'll <laughs> This guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's cleanup time in the toddler's the toddler classroom. The kid's like, I didn't fucking do shit. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Uh, that's what, I think you should leave. It's yeah, a Netflix sketch comedy show. I haven't seen The first season is so funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So I forget what we were talking about. Oh, the pay it forward thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, this, there's a meme that's been going around where it's like, he's like yelling at a woman's like, no, 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 let <laughs> me go. You have to let me go. Have you seen that meme? <laughs> no, I don't. So, so the, the, the actual thing is, the this, this sketch comedy thing is, he's in line at a drive-thru, he pays it forward. So he gets a small black coffee and then pays for the person meal behind him. Then he races around the drive-thru <laughs> and orders a shit ton of food. <laughs> Hoping the guy keeps it going, so that the guy pays it forward. So he he paid, you know, he paid for his coffee, the guy's coffee, and the donut. And then, but then he's going through and ordering like a dozen bagel sandwiches. That's so funny. And so a lady trying to pull through. He's like, no, 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 no! You gotta let me go. You gotta look. Please, I have to go. Let me go. I need something to do it. Oh, it's so ridiculous. That that show is very funny. It's very funny. <laughs> oh my god. Actually, kind of going off of that, um, it happened to me like earlier this year. Um, it was like that period of time I was kind of like helping Jeff, you know, with the, the work at the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was actually it was still like football season because I went there like on a, a Sunday morning and I went to the, one of the Dunkin' Donuts on on Route Five, and I ordered like two coffees and I got like myself a breakfast sandwich and another. He got like a breakfast sandwich and. Um, Go up to the window and like my my total would have been like like fifteen something dollars, and um, they're like, hey, no, the guy paid for it, and they said, hey, do you want to pay for the next person's? I'm like, yeah, absolutely, and that person's was like a dollar seventy nine, so I was like, I made out like big time and only had to pay for like somebody's like small coffee. Yeah. So it's like it's just one of those things. It was just the way it worked out. I mean, I, I would have paid anything, but I kind of got lucky. Now, the opposite of the gentleman's test is ending the pay it forward chain. Yeah, how does that end? Someone just doesn't do it. That's, I mean, that's got to be a. You figure you got to figure it this way. I would say there's a ninety-seven point five percent chance because there's always the chance someone goes, 
oh, hey, you got to go down to the Dunkin' Donuts on Route 5 to doing a pay it forward thing. Maybe, you know, maybe you can get something, you know, pay it forward type of thing. But at the end of the day, you're still paying for something. Right. You know, you're not getting anything for free. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, you know, I, I ordered a croissant, you know, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant and a small hot coffee, and you paid for it. But I'm paying for the dude's, you know, bagel, cream cheese, and small hot coffee behind me. So you're still paying for something. You're just being courteous. It's like a... It, it, the first person was courteous, and then it's courteous to just keep it going. You know what I mean? It's like it's just kind of creating a goodwill gesture. Um, but you figure if you stop it, the person behind you never knew what happened. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, they they were just prepared to pay for the thing. You're right. And you know, eventually, it just have to end. You ever heard about the Pay It Forward chain in Brainerd, Michigan? I don't think I have. Dairy Queen, DQ Grill and Chill drive through. Mm-hmm. Two and a half days of Pay It Forward straight. Nine hundred and twenty cars. I mean, it's got to be a record, right? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's ever like a thing of it, but not like the last person or whatever was just like, oh, uh, nah. Well, no, <laughs> I, like they, they, they didn't know. The last person of the day, I guess, was just like, oh, here's a 20, you know, put it towards tomorrow, first person tomorrow's thing or whatever. And then it just kept going for like two and a half days. That's crazy. And not that like that place is, re- you're not going to run up a huge bill there. But you I mean you get a couple like specialty ice creams or whatever. I mean that that could be a or a, a meal. Yeah, that could be a that could be a thirty five dollar you know. Yeah. Which I'm gonna call it there. Um, hey, can I trouble you to grab a beer out of that bag for me, please? It's not very gentlemanly of you. <laughs> Listen, I'm going for zero points here. All right. All right. Um, shovel and or plow someone else's driveway sidewalk. Un- unwarranted, unprovoked? Unprovoked. Thank you, sir. Um, I gotta be honest, I'm not taking a point here. I don't do that. So, like, I used to. I don't now. When I was younger, when I was in, like, high school, there was an elderly couple that lived next door, um, and I used to just shovel it for them type of thing every year. I would shovel their sidewalk. They'd have they paid a guy to come do the plowing, but he didn't do the sidewalks. So like I would just shovel the sidewalk for them. Um, and then like my dad's when I was younger, there was a, a, an older woman across the street. I used to shovel her whole driveway for her. I mean it was just, it was you know three car lengths, one car wide, so it wasn't like big. And there was a car parked in it all the time. But like so I mean like I've, I did a lot when I was younger, but like as an adult, I don't do it as much because I live you know my my neighbors on either side are capable people that take care of their yard and do their thing so it's like right. I don't need to like I'm usually probably the last one out to shovel type of thing because I'm one of those people like I don't care how heavy or wet the snow is if unless we're getting over a foot I don't touch it till it stops right I'm not going to do it twice I'm not doing it twice right. fuck that yeah I'm sort of the same and the thing is like the, the activity in itself is not <laughs> difficult right but I find myself just just getting easily frustrated it just just I just the type of person I am so it's like, all right, I've already went through all this nonsense, yeah. and like I'm, I'm sweating. I'm, I'm, I have extra clothes on, and normally I, I wouldn't. And it's just like I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to subject myself to more time than I need to. Yeah, and it's just like, I think it's a similar thing, like type of thing, like where you grew up, the house you grew up in, you had able-bodied people on both sides. Yes, so it wasn't really a necessity. I think, like, had you had, like, uh, especially someone, that, you know, your parents were kind of friendly with, like, an 85-year-old woman or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, even if it, like, initially started with your parents kind of egging you on to go do it, 
like you probably would have. Yeah. You know what I mean? But as an adult, it's you know, like you, you it's the other thing too is like as an, like as a kid, the only th- it's cutting into you having a snow day. Yeah. It's cutting absolutely. you into have, the time it's cutting into is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> as an adult, you know, I'm shoveling my driveway so I can go to work. Yeah. It's like, oh god, I'm already forty five minutes behind where I need yeah, to I be. Yeah, I get fucking snow days, <laughs> rat fucking kids. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I'm not I mean, and it's not like it's not for lack of trying. Because, like, like, exactly, like, if I had all the time and, like, you know, despite everything I said about no. complaining and whatnot, if I had the time and it didn't matter, then, yeah, maybe I would. Yeah. But there's just there's too many other things that I just, I can't. Although I will say, as an adult, when I was living at Aunt Walker's house, mm-hmm. even though they paid someone to plow, I would run out and try to shovel the driveway before the plow guy would get there. Yeah? Why is yeah. that? Just so that they wouldn't have to pay for it. Because I was living there. So I would just do it to like help out, saving oh, yeah, sixty yeah. bucks on the plow. So, I mean, I'll say I'll, I'll give myself a point for this because I think I've done it enough in my life that sure. it warrants the point. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, what else I got on here? Wipe someone's ass with them. Wipe <laughs> someone's ass with them. <laughs> All right, we'll do uh, we'll do one more here. Um, this is what I, I think about a lot because I mean I think. In, in a lot of ways, I think you, you're kind of like me. Um, oh when w- just ordering food, but your your <laughs> face like um, getting like chilies to go. Do you tip always? When, always. Now I do as well. Now I, earlier, I earlier, also tip for pickup. Like um, like if I'm going like you know, like pizza places that don't deliver, you got to go pick it up. I still leave a tip. That's interesting. I've, I've never I've never done that. But I don't do that. Most pizza I get is delivered anyway. I think there's very few times I've. No, but I, get, I leave. I leave a tip. Um, and I think earlier in my young adult life, I didn't, and I sort of had a shift. Like, oh wait a minute, but these guys are still working. Like, despite, and then and then I started doing it regularly. Now, I will say it's not like a, I'm not giving like this exorbitant tip. I think no. I'm like like usually it's like fifteen percent. I think. You know, like so, it's l- slightly less than if you were going out to and being served at a, at a table. Mm. Um, but I, I do it automatically now. I don't even think twice about it. Yeah, um, I'm also one of those people too. The fifteen percent is my base. Mm-hmm. That's where I start. Okay. Like, other than like atrocious, like just demeaning service, but like a standard to kind of whatever server is going to start at fifteen percent. And can work their way up to twenty five. An outstanding service person shouldn't get a fifteen percent tip. They should get more. Yeah, I agree. Now, I but the thing I don't like is I I and I know it's a convenience thing, but I hate the uh, I hate the poking the bear of like leaving the uh, oh eighteen percent tip would be this amount, fifteen percent would be this twenty. Yeah, right, like, right, fuck right. you, yeah. fuck you. Like don't fucking pander. Don't do that. Yeah. That's the other thing too. Is like also to the people out there. Another PSA. Stop trying to figure out the exact change. Stop leaving a credit card tip of six dollars and thirty-seven cents. Just fucking, just do seven dollars. Like, what the fuck do you care? It's a bank account. Your your AT, you know, your fucking bank isn't sending you a box of change. Like, this is all the fucking change you did this month, <laughs> you dick. You know what I mean? Like, you're leaving cash. You want to figure it out so you can leave exact dollar amount. Fine, whatever. With a fucking credit card, it's... <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. I will say I have done that, but it, it wasn't ridiculous. It wasn't for something like, okay, I need to make this be $20. It was not like... It was more something like, 
I wanted the flat dollar amount for the satisfaction. So I I I, I just unlocked the new psychopathic tendency. <laughs> So it's like, uh, imagine when the gas pump clicks. That's when the gas is done. <laughs> I, that's true. No uh, dollar amount. I don't care. Twenty one sixty two. Whatever gallons. You know nine point oh six three. Cool. Quick side note: I had to pay for uh, gas in one of the company trucks for because the, the card wasn't working or whatever. So I had to pay my own money. He's like, oh, just put twenty bucks in it. Like, okay, I'm thinking myself, how am I going to pull this off? So I was able to pay twenty dollars and one cent, two cents. So two cents. I gave him the company two cents. You know, wow. my two cents. So what a what a bingo. Cents, yeah. <laughs> Made that joke didn't really didn't didn't fly. I uh, fucking I do that. I pump phone, email, whatever. <laughs> clicks. All right. Twenty seven dollars and sixty two cents. Fuck it. So like the, the for instance, like it wasn't it wasn't like a, a, a small amount. It was something like, okay, I've already spent seventy nine, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I want to get it to Twenty percent, or or whatever. But so I I almost was kind of like f- leaning more. It's like oh, I want it to be, I want it to be a hundred dollars on the dot. Now I don't know if that math works, but just f- for instance, so I, I I was doing like the the math on the, the calculator to try to make that work. So I left a ridiculous tip like with the change and to, to have that that number. Yeah, it's like a twenty seven percent tip. Whatever it, it was, it's lending up. It's lending up, man. Hey, I appreciate. It. I would never figure that out. Um. But that's just like a rarity. A lot of times, it's like the nice part is when they they kind of do the math for you. I just appreciate that. You know, like just thank you. I don't want to think. Take take my money. Um, you don't have to think if you do twenty percent. Uh, move the decimal point over one and double it. Seventy six fifteen. You move it over, so seven dollars and sixty two cents. Okay. Times it by two. So you're looking at fifteen twenty seven. I forget what the number I said. The change I said was, but you know, it'd be like fifteen twenty something. Okay. So yeah. then you just from there you just go fifteen. You know what I mean? You round down fifteen. Okay. Boom. That's like so it'd be nineteen and a half percent. Yeah. I'm good at math though. I think I, I just you know I, I panic and especially when you're out with other people. It's like it's almost like they're watching like this guy's an idiot. What's well, the other thing do. too that the, when you're with other people and like you separate checks or whatever you're like it's like, you sit there and it's like. I don't want to tip twenty percent of everyone else is doing fifteen. I don't want to like look like a dick. Like I don't be like, oh, I'm better than you. I have money. You know. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to fuck this person over. Or at the same time, it's like, all right, I'm gonna tip. You know, my bill came out to six sixteen bucks. So, you know, I'll throw you know three dollars. And you look over and everyone's doing like five dollars. Like, right, <laughs> it was always nice going out like with, you know, Jeff because you know he being a server. I was like, hey, how much? Yeah, what should I do? I'll just do it. I don't care. Um, Wasn't there a time that you didn't tip somebody? So this is sort of a famous story that Mock tends to really remember. I w- we were the period of time we were going to Buffalo Wild Wings every Tuesday. Yeah, um, we were wrapping up or whatever, and I guess I was prepared to give a really crappy tip. Now, I don't really remember what it was with the situation. It wasn't like a bet because we had the same waitress all the time. Yeah, and I don't think it was intentional. It, yeah, it was more or less just me being a doofus and not knowing. And somebody called me out. I don't remember even who it was, and I was mortified. So I was like, "Okay, I can never let this happen ever again." So I tried to. Ever since that day, being you know what, ten plus years now, the best part is too. It's like I can totally push. Like the bill came out to like, let's just say nineteen 
1867. <laughs> you take out a 20. Because you're not thinking. Like, in your head, for some reason, you're thinking a $20 is a good tip. Like, you just messed up. I can totally see, like, you're the type of person you were being like, Oh my god! I can't believe I just almost did that. I'm gonna just put a whole another twenty dollar <laughs> bill down. I, I'm sure that's probably how it went. I'm too. giving them a hundred percent tip right now. And the best part is, is the server had no idea you almost yeah. did that. And it's just like it's so ridiculous too, because like you know, you, you end up doing something like, ah, oh, this will really impress her. Maybe she'll sleep with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> See, one of the things that I've always hated in the service industry is bartending. Yeah. Why do we have to tip? The bartender after every drink. I don't tip the waitress after she brings me my drink and then my yeah. app and then my food and then my dessert and then the bill. I tip her for the whole thing at one time. That's part of the reason. No matter what, whenever we go out, I always open a, a tab. A tab. I just, I've been out with friends that like they're paying drink by drink, and that drives me insane. Right, because you go up, you get a three dollar beer, you drop down a five every time, paying five bucks a beer. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then, so it's like, yeah, you're giving a great tip, whatever type of, th- and like, you'll get, you know, I get it, you'll get better service and this and that, but it's like, like you're already paying jacked up prices for the booze as it is. Yeah. Whether or not the owner's putting any of that money into the bartender's pocket, it's not really my business, but it's like, you know, if I go out to the bar with buddies and I get a bucket of beers over the course of the night, so let's say like eight beers, you know, my eight beers, let's say I get like eight domestic shit beers, let's say I get, you know, Coors Light, uh, you know, on a, on a, on a fucking special night so it's like three dollar bottles so if i get eight you know it's 24 dollars. but if i tip two dollars a beer you know i paid 40 dollars for those yeah someone who put that on their credit card isn't tipping 16 bucks yeah absolutely not and you know we've been out enough times to know like especially for myself i'm gonna run up a ridiculous tab so like i can't be paying every drink yeah. right you just you just can't and you know, because then what's the protocol on the triple shot? Do you do you tip per shot, or is it just one drink? That's the thing. I, I I'm not prepared for that type of math. <laughs> um, At TCB, we always tip the well, but that was just because we could get whatever we wanted. Yeah, I mean that was like a, like the golden era of our like our friend group. You know, drinking fifty percent of it for free. So like, hey, you know, being greeted with a shot of Jaeger will always be the highlight. Yeah, I walking mean, in and before I even get to the bar, a shot of Jaeger is put on the bar. That's I mean, that was as close to, like, norm as it gets. Yeah. Yeah, there's such a, like, for however many years that was, it wasn't, like, a terribly long period of time, but you felt like royalty. Yeah. Like, you you were, you know, we were bar flies, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's, like, it, it was a, it was pretty cool. Best grilled cheese in town, man. Yeah. Oh. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Man, what a good time. Yeah, it was. Um... Yeah, and just to kind of wrap up the the tipping thing, I think the only flip side would be like, and not that I go to places like this that often, but like the whole, um, you go to like a Starbucks, they make your drink, they spin the thing around and they have a, like, I traditionally don't tip at that just because of, I don't know, I guess I'm not ordering anything that spectacular that requires, I don't know, I I don't feel like they really did a lot of work for I, I don't know and maybe yeah, I'm no, wrong no I, it's tough so like at like Dunkin Donuts I won't do that or Starbucks mm-hmm. but like a Bagelicious a local bagel shop here I'll throw a dollar in the tip jar mm-hmm. like Rose's Deli 
I'll throw a dollar in the tip jar or whatever. And I guess, and I, I will kind of rescind what I'm saying a little bit. A place that has like like the mom and pop shop that actually has the glass jar or whatever on the table. I'll be more apt to do that than the computer. Like, hey, we've already doctored out what you should give. Yeah. I also um, I also don't know why Dunkin' Donuts employees are allowed to have tip jars because they're paid they're minimum wage employees. Yeah, that'd be like imagine mom I, and pop shops don't have to do that. Right. Like imagine like my day is doing you know, radio promotions. Imagine if I, I had a tip jar on the table. Like that'd well, be ridiculous. Say, it's like if you go to, so like if you go to Sliders, you know, a local chain in Connecticut. Every bartender there is making minimum wage mm-hmm. because it's uh, sliders is about Buffalo Wild Wings. You go to Buffalo Wild Wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is making minimum wage because it's a corporation. But you go to a local bar, that bartender could be making six bucks an hour. You can do that in the service industry. Yeah. You can pay below minimum wage because of they they earn tips, right? Which mm-hmm. you know would equate. You're supposed to figure out the tips and make sure you're equating them to minimum wage, but you can do that. Now, I think the difference for me is like at Dunkin' Donuts. It's like. The person who's working the register versus the person who's making the drink. They're all minimum wage employees. They'll all learn how to do the same thing, whatever, this and that. Like When I do the takeout thing, like if I go to a local mom and pop pizza place for takeout and I go there and pick the food up, I leave the tip because it goes to the hostess in the kitchen. Yeah. And the hostess in the kitchen, they get a percentage of tips from people coming in to sit down and eat, but it's also being split between the servers and the busboys. So they're getting a lesser cut for doing the same job. Now, granted, a hostess is probably not a hostess, but like a behind the register girl is doing more work for takeout than she is for sit down. You know, sit down, she's probably showing them to the table, giving them the menus and then walking right. away. And then she's not seeing them for the rest of the night. But, you know, the cooks are still cooking the food. This and that, and so I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just tomato, in, carrot. Yeah, yeah. In, in general, I've been going to. A, you uh, picking this up, by the way? Uh a little bit. It's it's very subtle. What about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Just a block of blue. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, like go to a deli. I, I, I'm more apt to to give the the, the two dollars or whatever than yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, hey, listen, I I think you gained a decent amount of points there. I wasn't really keeping track. Is not many of them. We're just kind of it's talking. crazy though, because like in Europe, it's like faux pas to tip. I a mean, lot of European countries. Yeah, like why the, is that? Just because of like, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know the reason behind it. I just I remember hearing it, like reading about it, or Travel Network, or some shit. Like I've seen it multiple times in my life. Yeah. But it's like a it's like a thing. It's like some in some places it's like insulting to tip. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. But we'll have to do is, um, I mean, some of those I think are decent. I'll try to add more to the list because I, I'd be curious, you know, if we can, if we can ever get anybody, you know, else on the show ever again, you know, <laughs> yeah, probably not. That kind of get like their, you know, their spin on things. Yeah, I know we're mockless next week because he'll be in Aruba. Well, yes. actually, everybody's going to be gone next week. Yeah, I think we're taking we'll, a week off. Taking a week off. You know, I mean, I, I, perhaps we can throw uh, somebody a, celebrating their two year, three year. I think it'll be. Th- Fuck, is it three? I think it's three because it'd be 2020, right? It would be. Yeah, you know what? Because I was thinking two because your actual wedding. Yeah. But I was at the original wedding. The original, the, the OG wedding. The OG wedding. Backyard wedding. Yeah, just just two non family invites. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be three, three years on July 3rd, which would be the following week of this show. Um, Weird thing, too, I was thinking about. I mean, I don't know how it works for you. Um, you have the you have the fourth off, 
I mean, if I want it. Yeah. I mean, what is, what's the liquor store policy on the 4th? Is open. It, it's going to be open? Liquor stores in Connecticut are only closed three days a year, New Year's, Christmas, and Thanksgiving. Are they doing regular hours or doing like the Sunday hours? Whatever they want. Really? They can they can legally be open. Huh. They can legally be open at 8 a.m. and stay open until 10 p.m. if they want. I don't know why. So you get something in your head and you just assume that. Oh, yeah. So it's no. just kind of like regular day for you. Sundays, you they be. have the restrictions of being open from 10 to 6. New Year's, Christmas, and Thanksgiving, they have to be closed. Every other holiday, they can do whatever they want. Hmm. Memorial Day, Labor Day, Veterans Day, you know, MLK, Presidents, all those days. Even if our offices or warehouses might be closed, liquor stores can be open. Yeah. What's interesting, because like, in my head, like, oh, I have the 4th and 5th off. I don't. I just have the 4th off. So yeah. I've been telling people I have the... <laughs> do you have the 3rd and 4th off? Uh, no, I have, I'm have. i working... Did someone working. just join us? Yeah, I think somebody did just join us. Oh, Mark jumped on. Hello? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Hopping on for a tail ender. No. All right, let's start our two hours. I just checked it out. <laughs> we uh we sent we sent souls back to work in not good shape. Really? Oh. Yeah, he he hit it pretty hard. Oh, that's right, because you guys had a make-up softball game tonight. Well, so we had a game tonight because we don't have one next week because of the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. So Kyle left work to come play, and then he went back to work. And uh, he did not go back in the best of conditions. <laughs> Do you uh, hit the jack, the, the jack fire pretty hard? Uh, it was just, you know, straight fireball. Oh, the best part is, is Kyle kept telling the team, hey, I'm going to bring 36 beers to the game tonight. Showed up, no beers. Nice. nice. That's, a, that's a very soulless thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I figured I would, I would catch up with you guys right at the tail end of the show. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're just we're discussing. We were just talking our, our 4th of July type yeah. stuff, you know, as of Which now. Which means I think I get paid for this week. Ooh, you know, we have a minimum of eight minutes, and... Um, Beer was good. <laughs> Sponsors, they're out there. Bye. The the six Bud Lights I had were fantastic. <laughs> Some say they went down just like Bud Light. <laughs> they start tasting like IPAs. <laughs> we drank some nine-year-old beer in Kendall's basement. Nice. The Bourbon County. I'll let you guys wrap up the show. Just wanted to say what's up. Well, hey, th- this was uh, a good surprise. Yeah. You know? Hey, when you get back from Aruba, <laughs> I thought of a cool thing we're going to do. We have to come in person for it, though. Is it a hula hoop contest? Well, we can do that, too. But uh, you remember the cocktail competition? Yeah. So that, but chopped. Like, like the TV show Chopped? I'm in. Oh, there he is. Sounded like T-Pain for a minute there. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. Like, you you versus Kendall, like, Massey versus Kyle, and then, you, like, and then winner versus winner, and then just different baskets. Each one just, like, a garnish, a, a glassware type thing, whatever, and you got to just make it. I'm super in. I'm, I'm going to go on the record and say I don't think there's anything Kendall can beat me in. Whoa. Whoa. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm calling him out. You versus me, pee in bed. Vo- volume. I can still do it better. 
Yeah, I, we'll see. <laughs> Let's get we golf going. <laughs> All right, Machine. Well, hey, uh, the the listeners hope you have a great trip in Aruba. Thank you, thank you. Uh, send some photographs of liquor. Will do. I'll dump it out for you. All right, come on. <laughs> We're having a nice time Later, here. fellas. Later. Later. Another classic Kyle story of just really not being able to control volume. Yeah. It's just so funny because Kyle will go through these month-long sports of like, yeah, I don't really feel like drinking this and that. It's just like, all right, time to make up for lost time. Yeah, just like, let's rip off the Band-Aid the only way I know how. Oh, like, uh, <laughs> Kyle. What are we going to do with you? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, technically, like, if I wanted to go work, I could. Yeah, it's funny. Usually for holidays, especially like the Fourth of July, that rotates like the day of the year, the day of the week. Tom, the day before the holidays, actually, like the day to take off as a salesman. Why is that? Because we're not delivering the holiday. Oh, our oh, trucks okay. aren't out on the fourth, so to be out on the third is kind of useless. But going out on the fourth is usually worth it because we're delivering the next day. I say that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's but just, it sucks because it's like you don't you're straight up commission. So like I don't get commission and a half for sales putting on that day. You know what I right. mean or whatever. So. It's just one of those weird crappy things that happens. Yeah, yeah. We're sort of in the same boat where because like all the businesses we normally would deliver to either have Monday or Wednesday off or both. So it's gonna be like two days of I'm nothing, twiddling our thumbs. You Are know? you not off Monday? No, we're in. Oh. We're in. So I mean, there'll, there'll be stuff to do, but I mean. Other guys have already taken off because they know. So it's like, I know, I'm sure it'll be a, a short day for me. Hey, easy day. Get some money. Yeah. Oh, just a quick side note. Pretty interesting thing. Uh-oh. Um, last week, I was, the boss told me, I was the district-wide OT leader. I don't know what that means. Overtime leader? Yeah. Is that bad? No. Oh. It's just interesting. It's yeah. just like a... I, I don't know how that is. I feel like you're out of work at fucking one every one in the afternoon every day. I, I had a pretty crazy week. Is that four? My days started at six, and uh, one of them ended at four. Another one ended at so it was just like and and no lunch because I'm I'm just driving crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. So I just thought it was like I jokingly said, "Hey, send me a certificate." You're better than us, no, well. no. I wanted the certificate, and he said, "I'll send you one." And I after I realized that there's no certificate. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, for all of you, by the way, listening at home, Kendall wants you to know he's better than you. <laughs> yeah, but he still loves you. Right. Yeah. And but just he's remember, better than you. And I'll pee in my bed more than you can. Volume? Volume. All day. I don't think you could, I don't think you could out-pee me. I don't know. I, I, I'm convinced I'm making more pee than I'm consuming liquid. It, it's it's, it's, it's got to be how it works. That's fair. Just wringing it out. <laughs> I liked today's show. This was good. We haven't done a you and me show in quite a while. I don't like you. Oh, well, that's fair. I love you. Oh, I love you too. I don't care about you. <sighs> Tell me you love me. Hey, I love you. Actually, I think... Let's the, say with some conviction. I love you. Oh, all right. I think the last show maybe you and I did were upstairs, maybe? Maybe? Upstairs? Oh, like in the kitchen. Like in the... Just you and me? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think a lot. I, no, I think it would have been remote. I think. I think oh, since that's moved, true. Yeah, that's I think, true. We've done a show just you and me at Peter's. Yeah, that's true. But since you've since you've been here full time, I think the I think the I think we've only done like three shows in person. I think Massey was here for all of them, and then the one time everybody was here. Yeah, that's true. 
I'm really excited for this chop thing. I don't know when it's going to happen, but we got. I mean, uh, I'd like to try to plan the show two weeks in advance to get things ideas together. Because mm-hmm. I want to put some obscure shit together, especially for like the championship, like sardines, <laughs> something. And then we got to set up a station like over there and do like uh, maybe get the GoPro going, court. Yeah, I mean, we have. I, I got to do a lot of setup still. I had the provisions audio wise to do so many things, like you know, we could have a microphone on the other side of the room and all that, and. Um, it's tough. I want to do a live show every month. So far, we've pulled off one, w- one, you know, one, like one point five. Is you and Mass came down the other time, and we're you know we're, we're chasing a window now with Mock. Yeah, hey, you know what though? We'll create we'll create good stuff. Oh, Jesus, I get the hiccups. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I think the key is you chug the end of this beer. Bartolo, help me. Take a good yeah. picture. Got that with his book. We gotta get some uh some bears, you know, white socks, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I would yeah, uh, a lot of this stuff is actually just from you. Just in general. Just yeah, uh, all the Steeler stuff. <laughs> I forgot about my big collection of Steelers <laughs> things that I have. <laughs> and my Yankees and Giants. What about this Jaeger mural I have yeah, here? The liquor portfolio is mine. <laughs> Although I think that that uh the baseball thing is yours, right? The Bic banner. Oh yeah, it's a New Haven Ravens. R.I.P. No, they're not dead. No, they're the like New Haven. I mean, New Hampshire Fisher Cats now or something. Yeah. Something. There's like some that. stuff that we can cover up though, like that. Oh, I love that real yeah. estate sign. Okay, so go put it in your room. Hey, look at it. It fits it. I put it right at the bottom. <laughs> I have so much more cool stuff that I'd like to get, but there's just no room to put it. Well, up. we can change it. I just kind of went crazy putting stuff up. Where'd you get this? I think you got that from me. I Did think I? You, I'm pretty sure you took that from Willamantic, one of the package stores. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Because uh, that, that price is gone. That yeah, price is dead I mean, now. What a $10.99 for the 18-pack bottles of Miller Highlight. Amazing time. Mm. I would give anything to go back. Remember every once in a while they'd go nine ninety nine, yeah, and we would oh load my, the closet oh. up? Take me back. Yeah. That, that's... Ugh. I remember, because we, we used to always, our, whenever there'd be a big party at the radio house, we would always do the same thing, especially if the girls weren't around. <laughs> if the girls weren't going to be around, it was going to be it was going to be Kendall and Paul sitting on the couch controlling the music, and it would be we would bring an eighteen of high life each and a fifth of something. Yeah, <laughs> we were such a dick. And then Kendall would eventually start buying beers from John. Three, four dollars a bush. Yeah. When, like, after like three and a half hours, when we have eviscerated everything we had, and like, oh, well, we got two hours to go. <laughs> you know what I'm surprised at? Maybe you did it, but I never did it. At the radio house, because we, we got pretty blackout drunk there a lot of times. I'm surprised we never passed out and slept there. Never stayed. No. Never stayed. Granted, it wasn't a long walk back to the dorm, but it was completely uphill. And especially, like, a lot of times we would have radio parties in the winter. And, like, Uphill in four degree weather, completely straight, steep hill, drunk as shit. Kill me. The only reason I think it didn't happen is because we always had like a late night meal planned some mm. way or another. And I think, excuse me, that kind of played into how we finished our night. Like the time you went missing for three hours and then you showed up at Rebecca's dorm with a dozen donuts. Yeah, that was that was cool. I'm actually surprised they served me because I was probably not in the greatest of shape. It's Dunkin' Donuts in a college town. That's true. It- in that town is a crack den. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they kind of just serve whatever. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, beer reviews? Yes. All uh, right, so let's do, let's 
let's go back to front. Okay. Let's start with the kettle. Hey, it's, it's vodka. I don't look. It's my bar- It's my brand. Love it to death. I fucking hate vodka. <laughs> All right, what did you think of the, uh, so we, we had a second beer, we had the Hazy, a CT-style Juicy India Pale Ale from our friends at Blackhawk yes. Brewing. It is a one-pint can, 6.2% alcohol by volume out of Oxford, Connecticut. I enjoy a lot of their products. I would have loved to have this first on draft, and like, I plan and plan and plan to just make a trip out there. I went to Total Wine over the weekend. I saw it. I was like, you know what? Let's just buy it. It's here. Um, I love the simplistic can designs they've been going with. Um, you know, the uh, the kind of half and half, the white top with the, the color bottom. And then the color on the bottom is kind of just straight up like design. And all the info is on the top and the white part. Now, our friends at Blackhawk are great. I will not shit on them in any stretch. I'm not crazy about this one. You know what it is? I think there's a lot of these beers that have been out, yeah. In, in general, um, from Connecticut breweries to national, you know, and this was good. This was good, but it sort of is kind of white noise, which nothing wrong with that. It just um, I'm just not crazy about the the haze IPA, which is the trend. People love it, mm-hmm. so I don't fault them for making it. And I think it's a good quality beer. It's just not yeah. a cup of tea. And the thing is, I, I, I hold them very high because I, I do like their products a lot. And, you know, not not just because we have a relationship with, with them and, and Tyler or not, but I always enjoy going there first and having it on draft. And then you, you kind of have like the, uh, not the behind the scenes, it's not the right thing to say, but you just have a different way of, of trying the beer for the first time, if that makes any sense. And you kind of like... Can can pick and choose like that, that. That's when I would do a lot of my, my big purchases from there. It's like okay, I tried a bunch of the beers as it should be, and then I can buy the can version. So this was good. Uh, would get again. Uh, Three point four. Nice. Quick uh, live toast to excellence, real quick, just before we go to the the big event there. Monday, June twenty sixth at ten oh four p.m. I just looked at the note. I just looked at the notification. Uh, Luis Robert, outfielder, center fielder for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, awful team. Um, he just hit his 22nd home run of the year, which is pretty good for this time of year. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, uh, he's been on a tear. He's got like five home runs in the last four games, but it's also his third home run in his last four plate appearances. Wow. <laughs> not too shabby. No, not too bad at all. <laughs> Unfortunately, all solo shots, so that yeah. mean pretty much nothing. What do they say? Uh, solo home runs won't kill you? Is that what it is? Or something like that? Um... Oh my, I know what you're talking about. It's like a, yeah, like so, like you know, like they say it to pitchers to like get them out of like out of their own head. Like hey, yeah. like a solo home run's not going to kill us. Yeah, um, yeah, something like that. All right, and then the main event, we split them. We drank half and half each. We had the Bourbon County Brand Stout and the Bourbon County Barley Wine Ale, both bottled in 2014 from the Goose Island Brewing Company out of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, both barrel aged stouts, uh, bottled in 2014. Uh, the brand in October and the barley wine in September. So about within a month of each other, which is on par. Now we didn't do it perfect justice, being as old as it should. We should have drinking it out of snifters. Oh, I know you have snifters. I didn't anticipate opening these tonight, but I forgot that I had these. So when I moment. came down, saw them. I was like, I gotta have this. Um. 
I mean, in general, and like here, here is something that doesn't mean anything, but it means everything. Wow to both. Yeah, like, yeah. A, a nine-year product and like so zero, ri- zero burn, no alcohol taste. So rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is like fruity elements. There's chocolatey elements. It's like yeah. Uh, yeah, the barley wine definitely has that chocolate velvetiness to it, like that complex silkiness. Whereas the brand stout, um, you know, you pick up a little bit more of like the the dark chocolate, like bitter bite that you would get from a dark chocolate, a little kind of roasted coffee aspect to it. Um, the barley wine almost drinks kind of sweeter. Yeah. Um, uh, and slightly like a little off, like sour almost kind of thing, like a little bit at the finish. Yeah, it was like the tartness. You're right. Yeah. Um, it's interesting too. I mean, I, I don't know really like the science about a lot of stuff. It seems that um, the barley wine had more of kind of like a sediment left behind. Mm. Um, now, I don't know if it's just because of the way it's made or if it's just because it's sat or, or what. Yeah. I mean, I I think the barley wine, realistically, we probably should have enjoyed about maybe two years ago. Because the barley wine does eventually start to break down in flavor a little bit after a certain amount of time. Not as quickly as like the, the you know, the, the apple and caramel and all that stuff. That stuff all dissipates after like a year or so. But the brand stout held up. I mean, nine years and it's yeah, it's amazing. I mean, both very worthwhile waiting on, you know... <clears throat> And correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine that these will probably find their way into the Museum of Things. I think they should. I mean, you know, as part of the Riddler collection, it would be cool to have kind of like a, hey, here is a a sequence from year to year, Um, especially uh, (laughs) because never to be produced again. I mean, as of what what this is, you know, especially we talked about before the, the way, you know, the... You know, the 12-ounce the bottle, you know, just in general, it, it'd be cool to showcase the progression. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, man. Showed me a picture of Souls. Man, the guy looks so disheveled. I texted the group chat, Whopper, 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 Whopper. He's a drunk-ass junior Whopper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, these, these were definitely um, worth the hype. I mean, you know. I'd love to say go get it, but can't. Um, you know, and don't buy them online because you'll probably get scammed. Yeah, you'll get empty bottles. That's how it works. Um, but so so worth it. I'm glad we did this because I mean nobody. I mean, Massey probably would have tried them, but Mock wouldn't have been uninterested. Kyle would have been uninterested. And the, and especially being the 12 ounce pour, you don't want to waste it on someone who's. And I think Mock would say the same thing. You know, it's not even a shot at Mock. I think he was just saying, like, I wouldn't want to drink it because I wouldn't be able to appreciate it. Like, I, you know, yeah, and I totally not. get that. So we'll have to dive into the Bourbon County realm again next time. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I got to start drinking some of these. They kind of keep accumulating and not drinking them. I, mean, I, I can't even exaggerate the amount that is it's on the bottom shelf so of this. <laughs> well, the problem is, too, is like, I always have this thought in my head where it's like, you know, like I have the vintage collection, which is a 16, 17, and 18. So the 16, it was from last year, so the 16 would have been five years old. And I want to have that with, like, you on a show, but, like, we can't drink one and a half bourbon counties each. I don't know if we could. Well, the thing is, it- splitting these is fine because it's we just each drink 12 ounces-ish. Those ones, we're drinking a fifth, a 700 mil- 750 milliliters. 
I mean, I think the thing <laughs> of a fifteen percent beer. The thing is, if we do that, one, the show's just got to be longer, and it doesn't have to be longer. Just, I just got to sleep here. Well, well, right. I mean, and we got to we got to end it at a proper time and go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and water. Yeah, and a pee bucket. And all those things, yeah. and then some. I think we sleep dick to mouth. That oh. way you just pee in my mouth. I pee in your sleep. Right. Conserve energy and, and it's the water. gentlemanly thing to do. Exactly. Uh, where can they find us? They can find us uh, Facebook and uh, well, Facebook getting us both the drunk, uh, Twitter, Instagram, GSBD underscore four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSBD for all your daily uses. Whether it's you know unlocking your future psychopathic tendency or just you know operating the drive-through window of a drunk Burger King. That's right. Like, subscribe, follow. I mean, we are everywhere. You know. Podbean is great. They they allow us to you know distribute ourselves and you know iTunes, Google Play, whatnot. You know it's so funny. We've doing, we've doing this so long. I'm so used to our Instagram being getting sports with drunk that I forget that we're GSBD. Well, especially too because Mock always usually does the outro, so you don't say it enough. Right, and you, you get caught up in the same thing. But you type in getting sports with drunk. We're lucky enough that there really aren't too many other places that yeah. have that name. You'll find so, us. We're there. We're there. We're here. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, so, uh, yeah, I mean, to you guys, it won't, you know, it'll probably not seem like much because you'll just hit next, but we'll see you in two weeks, and uh, we'll figure something out, and then sometime in uh, maybe, I know July, we got a disc golf trip planned, so we'll do maybe, Very excited. maybe do some content from that, some car trip content or something, and then uh, maybe sometime early August or late July, we'll do the, uh, the chopped cocktail contest. Really? Really want to do that. Yeah, we should. We will. We will. We will. We won't, but we might. <laughs> but hey, until then, I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler. Nope. 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 Mm-mm. The Rat of a Red Baron. Who's also a frozen pizza. Tombstone. Yeah.